Welcome back to the dark future. Welcome to Red Sky City. Cyberpunk Conspiracy. If you're just joining us, Red Sky City is a story set in the universe of Cyberpunk Red in the year 2045, so 32 years before the upcoming video game Cyberpunk 2077. A generation after a nuclear bomb detonates in Night City, the heroes of our story are just trying to make their way in the world and put their lives together, and those lives were changed forever by something they discovered in Phase 1, under their apartments. I'm tormented by gnomes and I'll be your game master during today's adventure and I'm really excited to welcome back the cast of phase one to the show. So we're going to go ahead and reintroduce ourselves real quick starting off with the fantastic Rachel Seltzer Quirico. Rachel how are you today? Hey I'm doing um I'm here it's super exciting we're playing a <laughs> fantasy world that will take us far into what I didn't realize was going to be maybe a better future. Uh, but yeah, uh, really excited to I be was... mentally transported with you all today. So I was going through writing everyone's character profiles and writing down like the year of everyone's birth. And it was, you know, 2011, 2016, 2019, etc. And I was wondering if you do a side by side of the cyberpunk timeline and our timeline, which one is the dark future? Uh, and then I stopped <laughs> thinking about that and decided to play some games. Uh, Rachel, can you introduce us real quick to your character and what's going on with your character recently? Sure. Uh, my character, actually born last year, 2019, is uh, in the year 2044 of our show. Uh, just just, uh, just about finding her footing after, uh, you know, community college. She got a really nice job at this corporate, uh, oh, what, what is my corporation called again? Continental uh, Brands. Continental Brands. See, Natalie would kick the shit out of me for forgetting that. Uh, Continental Brands <laughs> is where she started. She was an intern. She was big on getting coffee. Uh, you know, she kind of really feels like she's moving up. She was, uh, you know, in charge of the mailroom. Um, you know, just a small team. They really respected her. You know, not really too engrossed with the uh, the crime that was going on, perhaps, at her corporation. But very happy. Uh, and then, then something happened at her apartment building, and she was pulled into some chaos. And now... Uh, she's really been reckoning with going back to that that stability and that comfort of that corporate life, and if she even can after everything that has transpired in the first season of Red Sky City. I'm not saying the conspiracy knows where you live, but the conspiracy knows where you live. Uh, next up, <laughs> we've got global icon and national treasure, Alex Goldenboy Mendez. Alex, welcome back to the show. Can you That's tell right, us a little baby. bit about yourself? sell your stuff online and then tell us about the monarch that's right baby one i'm super famous so let her <laughs> let that resonate with everyone for a moment here uh don't listen to anything brennan hook has to say about me <laughs> they're all even. lies and figments of his of his radical imagination uh you, you know, obviously I stream all the time on Twitch. I actually just released a, a cyberpunk focused video on my YouTube about three games that you could play uh, while you wait for cyberpunk 2077 because the game got delayed. Super sad. Uh, so that's uh, up there. Uh, highly suggest checking out Ghost Runner. Awesome game. Uh, so, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. 
uh streaming and you know commentary and stuff like that uh the monarch though really what everyone wants to know about the brother the twin brother of oro one of the most well-known beloved rocker boys in all of the land okay it's a well no one will dispute it no one will argue up with me debate. up for debate uh, not at all not at all <laughs> uh he was, he was loved unfortunately killed in cold blood uh by royal and mostly jim fingers uh which led to <laughs> no. the monarch's uh, arrival uh and the monarch is a badass solo he's a you know an individual who you know, decided to take the law into his own hands. He follows a moral code. He doesn't really like people that much. And if he thinks that you are annoying, he will shoot you in the face. That is mm. his game plan. It's always been his game plan. And I think to. it's safe to say, no, no, no. I think it's safe to say he lived up to that promise at the he end of Red Sky City the, Season 1. And it was, it was okay. me. But as of right now, he was forcefully thrown down as he was attempting to save his friends because he's the only one capable of defending himself, except for Natalie, because she's a serial killer. Uh, she, he was trying to save his friends, trying to save these people that he's grown kind of sort of accustomed to. He's kind of like to joke around with mostly, you know, jokes of murder, death, right? Dismemberment. Um, Didn't realize they were jokes. They were the whole time. So now he is frozen underneath the apartment building upon which Oro and the rest of the crew live, waiting, watching, plotting, because I mean, he's going to kill you're, everyone. You're not your unconscious frozen. Okay. <laughs> None of had, those things can happen. He knew his plan the moment he was thrown <laughs> down that tube, and that's the monarch. In the 20 seconds he was sliding through the, the lubed up metal chute, he was just like, all right, phase one, discombobulate. Phase two, <laughs> shlunk! And he was frozen. Yeah, that's the plan. Uh, that's the plan. Hey, before we get too much further, Rachel, I didn't give you a chance. Where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me at Seltzer, please. On the Twitter, on the Instagram, and well, no, yeah, and on Twitch, it's just Seltzer. That's all of that. Perfect. Rachel, you have a new Didn't setup? Yeah, I moved like to the only other space in my apartment. Uh, it's the oh, better. Oh wow, dude! Twenty twenty, what a year! <laughs> right? What a year! Seven hundred square All feet. Right. Got to keep it fresh. You know, it, it, a major life overhaul is considered shifting things two feet to the left. Complete paradigm shift. All right. Next up, we have, uh, you may know him from his many exploits in the Overwatch League or feeding in the ranked game of your choice. It is Josh Sideshow Wilkinson. I thought you were going to announce Bren there. No, that no, 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 no. For him, I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, before Bren can even comment about that, because we know he's going to spout a bunch of nonsense afterwards, I would highly advise you listen to the advice of Golden Boy, never to pay anything, pay attention to anything that Bren says. Um, That's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm Sideshow. You can catch all of my off-season work now that the Overwatch League is finished on twitch.tv slash Sideshow. And as for my character, Jim Fingers, who was um, just slandered, essentially, in the opening there from Monarch, I, he had nothing to do with the death of Oro. Jim Fingers is a man, a fixer around uh, Red Sky City, who attempts to deal at a you know medium level in terms of getting jobs done for people, a little bit of black market dealings, wheeling dealings here and there. And I'll 
thrown into a full basket conspiracy with guns flying everywhere. Jim was a little out of his depth. He couldn't keep Oro safe. He's felt quite guilty for that, except Monarch's too much of a prick for him to really feel guilty about. So instead, Jim has just been trying desperately to keep the party together while, uh, while Bren and Alex's characters really try and kill each other. Like, genuinely, they want to murder each other. No, not true. Are you speaking for Monarch there as well? Because I think Monarch definitely does. <laughs> Let's just say Monarch's, Monarch's not a fan right now, you know? Mm -hmm. He's not like, he's like, if there's a Jerax Ashwater fan club, you know, Monarch's not a <laughs> he part He would not of be it. the president. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't have an email, you know, signed up for it to get the newsletters, you know? Okay. But if there's like a hate club, he's the president. <laughs> if Jerax has one million fans, I am not one of them. Speaking of Jerax, <laughs> we've got uh rounding out our cast, last but certainly not least, is Bren. Don't call me Brennan Bren Hook Hook. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. I don't know. Uh I, I, I have just been absolutely slandered in this uh in this opening. You didn't even need to do anything, by the way. I I, I had to run downstairs just before we went live, like 30 seconds before, because I had bolognese all over my mouth. I just tried to take a sip of this canned energy drink. I'm not gonna say the name, listen. It, hey, you know who you are. If you want to sponsor the show, you can. Uh and uh <laughs> and I just spilt it all down my shirt at the same time. So I've had a great opening just off that alone. But yeah, you can find me on the Overwatch League usually. Um, and also I stream on, on Twitch and I have, I'm doing the YouTube now, um, as the kids are calling it. I have a YouTube Boomer. channel. Yeah. But if you type your Bren, if you type Bren into YouTube, it just comes up with sideshow. So at this point I might not as well, <laughs> I, I might not as well have one. Um, uh, and I'm playing the character that's called Jerax Ashwater and he's a, he's a surgeon, a cybertech surgeon. He installs cybertech. He like cybertech i suppose and he was from the uk um born into a, a pretty uh, a pretty impactful i would say a crime family like almost like the uk mafia um uh, but he had to run away from the uk with his twin brother for you know reasons that we might get into uh in 30 episodes time stealing trade secrets and stuff um uh and his twin brother actually ended up uh he was a net runner we're, we're really i'm giving you the cliff notes version of this backstory aren't i uh his twin brother was uh ended up going brain dead i don't know what you call it actually but he basically got fried out internally when he tried to dive into a bad portion of the future internet and since then jurax has made, basically made it his life mission to try and resurrect and restore his brother back to normal um that hasn't gone as planned because he met some absolute psychopath called Monarch who has just not only threatened to shoot him in the head, but actually shot him in the head at the end of the last episode. So I'm essentially at this point in time, I have crawled into a, a slime tube to heal. And that's it. That's my character. That's Jerax. Who knows if I'll live any further. I mean, Monarch is in a, a freezing tube right now. I'm inclined to maybe chuck a grenade or two down there, see what happens, and maybe we'll we'll spend this episode wow. actually just re-rolling Alex's character. I haven't told anyone I might okay. do that, but you never know. You never know. Wow. All right. That's so, so mean. if you if you missed the last episode, you now have a rough idea of the temperature of the room, which is almost <laughs> as hot as the fusion bomb they discovered underneath their apartment. So, to bring you up to speed, our heroes thought they were going to find 
the lost Arasaka offsite database containing countless corporate <laughs> secrets from before the fourth war and the digital ghost of the man himself, Johnny Effing Silverhand. Unfortunately, <laughs> they did not find the Arasaka database. They found the Arasaka device, a much larger nuke than the nuke that Militech set off to blow up Arasaka's base at the end of the fourth corporate war, large enough to blast the entire thing back into Moro Bay, removing Night City entirely. Things got a little bit out of hand. One thing led to another, and they managed to disable the nuke and refresh me. Did you guys end up blowing it up, like demolishing it safely? Not, you know, detonating it, but destroying it? We we paused it. Mm -hmm. I know you paused it, but then, like, when you left the bunker behind, did you go with the safe demolition option? Or is it just sort of still there waiting think... for Sideshow's friends oh, to no, make it up? Oh, no, it's still there. It's still I there. believe still there. we did... Sure. Demolish it, didn't we? No. I'm I thought we like tried. fairly We at least we tried. Oh, Miss Frizz no. blew it up. Is what? Uh, yeah, I th yes, I thought. Them. I thought Miss Frizz actually know. blew yeah, it up. Fr Frizz, I had Frizz blew up the chamber to the throw tube. us off, mm -hmm. to throw people off our sense. That that I think right. that's that what had happened. Okay, so there, what you know as a group is that there was an explosion and it was not 9.86 kilometers in diameter and therefore it didn't or was it radius. Either way, Night City did not get nuked, therefore Cyberpunk 2077 is not canceled. But when we last left the crew, <laughs> two of you had jumped into the emergency Arasaka cryo shoots to go into the bunker that would allow Arasaka's personnel to survive the nuclear fallout and wake up in like a year's time or so when things were relatively safe. The other two, Miss Frizz had departed. The other two had very different situations going on. Jerax got shot in the face. He's <laughs> bleeding profusely. He has no idea the extent of the head trauma he's, re he's received. He made a phone call on his agent and dragged himself upstairs. Natalie is able to and if you recall, Royals AV, his crew of Militech guards that were all laying down fire, they left. The boosters that were attacking your apartment all exploded. Things are eerily quiet after the explosion that went off. Most of the denizens of the apartment complex were warned to evacuate by Jim Fingers when the violence was about to go down. So everything is really, really quiet. Double or Nothing's crew is still on site along with some of the other allies that you called in, like Beatles troops. As soon as Beatle got shot in the face, they dipped. So it's chaotic, it's messy, there's smoke rising from the area, and as Jerax sort of staggers out of the hole that he was inside, another AV comes flying down with a huge minigun, radioing down to everybody. Lay down your arms and do not resist. This is Trauma Team. Anyone caught wielding the weapon will be shot on sight. The trauma team AV deploys as close to Jerax as possible with incredible land on a dime style precision. Jerax, you vaguely through this red, static, and blaring haze of just pure pain. And maybe that's like blood over your eye, or maybe your optic nerve got disconnected when Monarch shot you in the face. You're not really sure. You're vaguely aware of trauma team landing, ready to lay down covering fire. Their technicians grab you, do some quick triage, pull out a cryo pump, stuff you in the cryo pump, turn it on, and the terrible pain is replaced by a brief sensation, cold, numb sensation, 
and then darkness. Assuming you didn't want to like mumble anything or try to shoot them or anything like that. I mean, absolutely not. I knew I knew what I was doing. <laughs> Place the phone call. You know, I got I got some very uh, important people in high places. So, uh, listen. You know, we're just gonna let we're gonna let it take its course. Who knows mm -hmm. what's gonna happen? Okay, Natalie. Everyone's evacuated the place except for the people who are defending it. Gina finds you still clutching her shotgun that's smoldering from where she was blasting at Militech's guards. She is clearly flush with adrenaline and a little bit of panic. She wants to make sure that you're all right. Gina, I, I'm, I first of all, I'm honestly touched that she cares at all about me because I feel kind of to blame for the chaos that has visited upon this building. But I realize actually the chaos is, is more your fault, Gina. And wow, if you're going to repay me for all the craziness that we went through, I, I need to learn some things from you. I need to learn just how you lived under people's noses so long. I want to have a normal life, too. And I need your skills, Gina. Mm. Well, if you can make good on that promise you made earlier and get us out of the city, I've got some old, old friends that I think will still answer my call. We just, we need to get to the city limits. There's a safe place in the south. It's the Aldecalo Nomad Camp. I know people there. They'll set us up. We can disappear. Does my car still work? Yes, your car still works. It's a little well, banged up. Drive but Gina there, knows Gina. her way around a motor. All right. So the two of you hop in the tiny smart car and you start rolling out. With all her pets? Night City. Yes. <laughs> She's not leaving them behind. It is cramped in there. Puddles takes up a lot of real estate. <laughs> now, if I can direct everyone's attention to our map real quick, I can actually show you the path that you'll be taking. Your apartment is somewhere in this area, near the border between Old Japantown, Little China, and the Old Medical Center, which is the hot zone. Gina is going to take you through side streets, watching every single turn as you pass through the combat zones, weaving through some alleyways, out. I'm not totally sure if these numbers are accurate, like if this is really a kilometer. It's by closest approximation from Google Maps. You actually pull through. So you're golden. <laughs> <laughs> you weave through the neon streets and the burned out streets. And the, around the partially flooded streets and you get to this land bridge that connects you to New Westbrook where you're getting out into the overpacked suburbs full of people who escaped from the city a generation ago. And as she's preparing to direct you down this way towards the nomad camp, your phone beeps. It's a message from Todd. It's a, it's a question with no question mark. Are you all right? Well, first of all, um, Joseph, I don't see that message until we stop driving or pull over somewhere because I am not going to check my phone while driving. Um, Is your phone set up to notify you or no? It, it, I will receive notifications and I actually do have those fancy mm -hmm. new glasses, but I don't know if they auto would give me that information. <laughs> I don't know if you've uh, purchased <laughs> that particular upgrade for them since virtuality no, glasses. All right. Uh, in that case, your phone keeps beeping several times, and if you don't pick up, you're going to get a phone call. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like look at Gina, but we're also like escaping a traumatic situation. So I don't feel like pulling mm. over is appropriate unless mm. she's going to kind of, I, I don't know. This is, I'm learning from you, Gina. You're the one telling me how to live a normal life. Do I answer this call? What if it's work? Or should I just keep going? Are we in danger right now? Should they be tracking us? I Look, there's been a lot of people looking out for us. Uh, I don't know what you guys found down there. I don't think anyone ever explained what was going on to Gina, did they? Would anyone else in the party have explained, hey, by the way, there's a uh, long-lost Arasaka database under our house? Jim or anyone no. else, would you have had that conversation? I, I so. highly doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gina knows that she was blackmailed with threats from Biotechnica, and you told her that you found the records, so Biotechnica already knows about what's going on with her. She is in a very trust-no-one-style thought process right now, but it's totally going to depend on who it is. And your agent will kindly inform you that it is, in fact, Todd. Um, all right. I, I do have to answer this, Gina. Just one second. I want to pull off on, like, what looks like, you know, a hidden stretch or if I can pull off behind some mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, over once I'm over the land bridge, nothing too close to the water. Okay, so uh, like and then I actually am going to hop out. Getting close to the executive zone. Okay, you're going to hop out of the yeah. car. Yeah, I just okay. want to take the the message outside of the car, kind of away from her. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. At first, she looks at you like you have two heads because where she comes from, they don't really care about answering calls on the road because if you stop driving, a road gang is going to catch up with you, shoot harpoons at you, stick you on the front of their car with a blood pipe in your wrist, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. Sure, but and hey, I you know Natalie does want to keep, keep an eye out uh, as she exits mm -hmm. the car and looks around. <laughs> okay. All right, on the other end, it's Todd. Hello, Natalie. Are you all right? Yeah, no thanks to your jerk crew. What what was that, Todd? It would seem it was a failed venture, I'm afraid. Are the rest of you all right? I don't even know. I'm not there anymore. Where are you? I'm at my new job. I've recently made a career move. Why don't you swing by? I'll give you a nice place to rest, gather your thoughts, safe territory, and we can talk. Tell me where it is. Sends an address. While still on the call, he has his agent, and he doesn't say this out loud. He has his agent beam you the coordinates, and you can see it's not far from where you are. It's actually north of your position in New Westbrook. Roll a uh, local expert for Night City check. Let's do it. Local expert for Night City. I think I've got some points in that. Fifteen. Okay, you recognize this. He's just sent you the address for the Channel Fifty Four News Tower. It's a, they do more than just the news. They have a, it's a huge, uh, not really a mega corp anymore, broadcasting network. They've got a large tower. You can see it from here. Hmm. Um, 
yeah, as soon as I read that address and I recognize where mm -hmm. it is, I kind of look up at the tower and now conduct the rest of my phone conversation uh, looking at the towers if I'm looking at Todd. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing there? You're working there? It's a news station. Oh, it's a multimedia conglomerate. We have a wide variety of functions and interesting uh, endeavors going on over here. There's always room for somebody ambitious, talented, and dedicated with single-minded focus. That's what I always admired about you, Natalie. All right, we'll talk about this later. I'll see you. And I hang up on Todd. Uh, I want to get Gina <laughs> somewhere right. and drop her off and get her somewhere safe. <laughs> the fact that you're laughing, though, okay. makes me very nervous. <laughs> All right. So Gina is going to ask you to go ahead and take her. It's a long drive through the overpacked suburbs. There's some tent cities set up, and they look like they've been tent cities for so long that they've turned into sort of shanty towns built from whatever pieces were used or available. A lot of these areas used to be suburbs, the so-called Beavervilles, with just track housing of identical little plots. Not quite the home that you always imagined. You, you always imagine something a little more rural, but these seem to have been carbon copies of that ideal that you had with the white picket fence and the green yard and all that. But that was before the bomb went off. When the bomb went off, people fled from the city, the survivors fled to the city, and they just set up wherever they could. So imagine, you know, LA suburb track housing after just being a refugee camp for 20 years. And that's what these areas are like. There's gated communities where the gates have fallen off and there's just, you know, people who've set up markets and they've got their kids playing, just trying to make their lives here. And some of them have been doing it for so long that it's changing the landscape, taking things apart, building new homes and structures with it. The nomad camp is all the way at the edge of the city and it's gonna take you a while to get there. But once you get set up, this is sort of a gateway into the suburbs around Night City. From here on out, it's the open road and it's, it's the deserts because the deserts have spread over the last 40 years or so. So from here on out, it's, it's Mad Max territory. The nomad families control so much of the trade in and out of the city. When you go in, you see they've got nice cars. That's the thing that really sets apart the nomad families is they know the open road. They have the connections to move goods and people in and out of the city and cars and vehicles and trucks and stuff are a huge part of their culture. So the closer you get to this area, the more you see the emphasis on a stylized jury rig built places for people to live and die on the road. And as you pull in, you notice Gina seems to fit in really well with these folks. Your little tiny city smart car, less so. Hmm. Yeah, Natalie can't help but like admire these vehicles. Mm -hmm. They look incredible. And she thought she had tricked out her car with like, you know, a little bit of nitro <laughs> and some, some stickers and stuff. Mm -hmm. But she is awakening to the potential here uh, of land vehicles. <laughs> And asking Gina as many questions as she can, like, where do they get these? And do they sell, do they sell these? And do, can you drive these? Do you know how to make these? All right. Where do they get these? Wherever they can find them. On the open road, you know, dug out of old junkyards. There's entire, ever since the fourth corporate war, there are whole cargo ships just adrift at sea full of brand new, okay, 20 year old brand new cars that are just lost out there. There's tons of stuff. You just need to know where to look for it. And the nomad families always know where to look for it. 
are they for sale uh no more than puddles is and she looks over and pets the, the gigantic tortoise these these are practically part of the family pieces and extra rides and stuff yeah sure this is the place to find them but a lot of these matter to the people who live and die by them as for do i know how to drive these she she gives a little bit of a, of a sly smile remembering her older days yeah I, I think i still know my way around them wow whatever kind of like rebel girl crush natalie had been kind of nursing and all the badassness she's been projecting onto gina <laughs> She's gone full, like, starry-eyed now, realizing that Gina is part of this, like, car culture. And probably the rest of the, the drive is just obnoxious conversations about, like, so I've been thinking of, like, amping this up a little bit here. And if you were to, like, replace, you know, anything, uh, you know, under the hood, like, where would you, you know, start? And she's, like, maybe writing things down, like, off-scene. <laughs> doing a diagram of what the car would look like with you know turbines attached to the sides and stuff like that all right so yeah i definitely me... want to talk to some people when we get there <laughs> mm -hmm. all right let me essentially break this down for you gina recognizes some of the people here and is looking for people that she knows because she thinks that the two of you need to get out of town like there's too many corporations after them. Whatever just went down, the firepower that just came down on your heads, like you've made powerful enemies. Gina is going to hook up with the next nomad caravan out of here, leave Night City behind, and vanish. And hell, get as far away from the Pacific Northwest as she can since that's sort of Biotechnica's home territory. She thinks you should do the same. Gina, I... The problem is this whole ride out here, thinking about these cars, thinking about the way of life that that these nomads have, that's the joy that I want to bring back to Night City. No, that I want to package and market to Night City. I can't <laughs> leave, Gina. There's, there's too much potential. There's, there's too much for me to do here. But with everything you've taught me, I think I want to do it right. And so I think I'm going to stay, but I don't want to lose the guidance of the nomads. How can I ingratiate myself to them and let them know that I am entirely on their side, push come to sub shove? Mm. Teach me their culture. You'd have to stay here for a while to pick up on that, but... Gina's not going to be out of here immediately. So she can stay in contact with you as you take care of your business inside the city. She can talk to some people, see if they've got, if the nomads have any jobs in town, if there's any way for you to start meeting more of them, hang out at their bars, so on and so forth. She'll see what she can do. You did make good on your promise to get her the hell out of there. And she does feel like she owes you. Nice. Though she's also going to say that, yeah, okay, the Biotechnica thing, sure, that came down on our heads. But the rest of this, I disavow all knowledge. Don't know what that was about. Not my fault. Oh, yeah, that was all Jim. We really got swept up in some craziness, <laughs> yeah. Don't know where any of that came from. Surprised popsicle face. I'm rolling over in my icebox. <laughs> Several miles, kilometers, I want to say, away. Hmm. All right. Uh, after that, and she says that you can hide out here if you need to, though it's not like this is your home. You know, this isn't your home territory just yet, but she'll put in a good word for you where she can. 
until she finally gets the hell out of here. Once you've done that, you've got at least a place for you to hide. Are you going to take up Todd on his invitation? Um, yeah, I want to kind of do like that sort of long rest thing, get uh, everything mm -hmm. straightened out. And then, yeah, I'm eventually going to wander back and see Todd in my full corporate okay. disguise with no indication that I've been hanging out with car nomads in the desert. How long do you want to take off? How injured are you right now? I am not that injured. Yeah. I am about, uh, I had about five HP lost. Okay. I believe that you heal your body score every day of full rest. So if you want to take a full rest, we're going to cut over to Jerax. Yes, I'll take a full rest. Okay. All right, you, you hang out at the Aldecalo Nomad Camp. People are coming in looking for work all the time. It's bustling. There's, you know, uh, my neighbor behind my house works on his car a lot. So if you've ever heard those sort of sounds and smells, just imagine that multiplied by 100. Nice. All right. A lot of clinking, clanking, and oil. Nice. <laughs> mm hmm Jerax. Yeah. As I mentioned, the last thing you were conscious of was going into a cryopump, feeling the anesthetic kicking in, the pain finally going away. And after that, if you've been under anesthetic before, most of the time what happens is you just sort of immediately wake up from it. You have very little perception of time passing. It varies for everyone who goes under anesthesia. But the next thing you know, Your, you feel, your body feels just incredibly numb and your mind is just floating around. You've got the spins. You, you can't even move. There's some sort of a heavy pressure all over you. And your vision is blurry. There's a bright light in your face and you can still only see out of one eye. There's this, this this chemical smell, and as you come to, allow me to introduce you to your surroundings. And I'm going to make a tweak here so that the rest of the party can see what's going on as well. Oh, I see it on the Vmix. Oh, sweet. Yeah. No, yeah, that works. Great. Hashtag production you value, are... baby. I know. <laughs> I Thank you to Ian, our producer. Uh, things are so much better now that I'm not multitasking and somebody competent is doing it. So that's fantastic. Shout out to Ian. We even got music, dog. Uh, I know. We had clown music before. We did no, have no. clown music, talk, but it was a clown I don't talk. I don't want to talk about clowns. I never want to see clowns. I never want to be involved with that ever again. Okay? <laughs> hope everyone is clear. Never, ever again. Well, the good news is that you definitely wiped out the bozos and there's definitely no chance that they may have survived and could be uh, reclaiming their resources and rising to power. Definitely. That's not a thing definitely. that's going to happen later in this campaign. Good. You are in a surgical chamber. <laughs> you, you are looking up at an operating light. You are not out of anesthesia. Like you, You're still really disoriented everything you know it's it's that shot that mm. they do in movies where you've got you know blurry multi-images of everything and again your whole body just feels 
like you've got three weighted blankets on top of you and it's vaguely squishy maybe you're still in the cryopod i'd like to roll something to just essentially uh um either a, like a cybertech check or maybe not cybertech that wouldn't be my immediate one maybe a medicine check uh, possibly mm -hmm. or um meditech uh, just to kind of get a feel for just i'm trying to get into i'm trying to understand what the hell has happened to me uh from surgery. point a to point b as soon as, surgery okay so as soon as i wake yeah. up i i immediately want to take stock of my my condition um of all okay. you know major organs things like this see if everything's intact using my medical knowledge to understand if anything is currently wrong or still ongoing you have a minus four on this because of your current condition okay. but you know uh, well an 18 total we'll take those we'll take those i'll take that any day of the week so you quickly realize a few things the way that the cryo pumps work once you're inside the cryo pump and essentially in cryogenic stasis it's set up where there are bag there are gloves built into the bag so you can actually do surgery on somebody without taking them out of the pump most of your mm. body is still in the cryo pump but it's also been opened up so you're like half in half out it's like in the morgue when they unzip the body bag just down to the navel it's like that in the cryo pump it, again just taking stock of things is really hard because it's it's hard to tell when you're this drugged out and numbed out if mm -hmm. your cyber limbs are functioning or not you are definitely drugged probably again one of the anesthetic drugs that's been used uh you're not sure why you're awake and you realize that there's medical paper around your face. Mm. And you can't really move your neck. And you can't see half of your face. And that whole half is incredibly numb. Your face is still open in surgery. Huh. You hear an uh announcement on the intercom code orange code orange all medical personnel please report code orange you recognize code orange with your medical training as a hazardous spill biohazard or chemical hazard etc well that wouldn't be near me right you don't see anything like that in fact you're totally mm -hmm. alone in here except for one nurse Huh. Who walks over to the table, takes out a light, and shines it down at you. Can Looking at your eye. Um, roll a... Do you have endurance? If you don't have endurance, do resist drugs as a check. Um, yes. Fine. <laughs> you okay. cannot speak. You cannot speak. Mm. Like you can barely move your face. You you barely even yeah. move. You would say with that fantastic medical knowledge that the, the nurse is probably checking your pupils for dilation. Mm -hmm. But you did something. The nurse puts the light down, reaches down, and pulls out a tablet and holds it above you so you can see its contents. It clicks to life, and an obscured 
portrait appears on it. Mm. Good evening, Mr. Ashwater. My apologies for the intrusion. I can see this is a rather sensitive moment for you. But we've been waiting so long for this reunion, I'm afraid we couldn't contain ourselves. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't talk, can I? So, not yet. You can try again to talk right now if you want. Oh yeah, I'll try. And, unless there's something else you would like to do. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Today's what not your day. Um, open your mouth, and a little air passes through, but that's it. Can I? Uh, can I blink in my one eye? Yeah. Can you I? Blink. Do I know Morse code? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's on your. Uh, it's definitely your not. <laughs> the, yeah, I, I mean, there's not much I can do in this scenario. The nurse sets the tablet down right next to you. You can no longer see the obscured silhouette, but the voice continues to talk now, almost directly into your ear. Mm hmm. I'm afraid that some of your cybernetic components are government property, though I'm sure you knew that when you stole them and dipped across the pond. You certainly went to extreme lengths to keep yourself hidden. Imagine our surprise when some helpful strangers ring us with your exact location. You seem to have a knack for making friends. The nurse opens up a medical bag containing scalpel? drill, a set of pliers, a wide variety of syringes. Based on your knowledge of medical procedure, you're starting to suspect that this individual may not have gone to school and may not be a <laughs> licensed RN. What do you mm -hmm. do? Um, I'm going to try and move my cyber arm. Essentially, okay. I'm going to try and, yeah, see if I have control of it. Roll a cyberware check. Again, at minus four. Cyberware check. Where is cyberware? Cybertech or? Cybertech, yes, cybertech. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. You you the flesh is weak, but the metal <laughs> is strong. Your cyber arms are both under your full control, and they can move though like the the, the flesh that connects to them is still weak. They are totally under your control. And there are some new components here as well. As you tap in and just do an internal inventory, your vision suddenly is just blinding. And then it, it narrows down and you have vision in both of your eyes again. Hmm. And That's not only that, but your right eye, as you focus on things, it zooms in for mm, up okay. to 100 times magnification. So there's a couple of things I want to do with this new information. Presumably, mm -hmm. I'm still numbed, but I can move my mm -hmm. arms. So, correct. Hmm. 
Okay, I... Is this guy aiming for anything in particular? Oh, right now he's just making a big show of unpacking his magic murder bag. <laughs> okay, he doesn't, he seem doesn't to have know. started his work yet. He just wants you to see all of the toys that he brought with him. <clears throat> okay, my goal is to get him to come closer. So what I'm going to do okay. is I want, I'm going to zoom in on his jugular. Mm -hmm. And my plan is, in a moment, I'm going to try and murmur something or like... <clears throat> <laughs> you know, just try and get him to come close. Mm -hmm. And then in a moment, the plan is to, because I have con presumably control over my sidearms, the plan is to essentially fucking just insert my hand into his jugular and rip it out. Okay. I don't Roll know, I don't resist. know how feasible this is. Roll a resist drugs and torture check. Okay. Gonna need a good roll here. Oh boy. That's a good roll! Holy Oh my shit. god, pseudo-RNG, wow. that is two crits in a row. Oh my okay. god! Poggerino! You have, you're still heavily drugged, you still have a minus four on all your rolls. But, you can feel your body responding. A jolt of adrenaline as you realize what's going on starts to counteract the effects. And you summon all of your willpower. Because, another thing I'm gonna say... This situation, it's it. Your amygdala is lighting up with incredible threat awareness and adrenaline, but it all seems sort of far away from you. I mean, that's only a problem for some of you, right? The metal parts of your body work fine. He's only going to go after the vulnerable, fleshy, inferior parts. So, yes, this is a serious situation, but should you really be that concerned about it? No, I'm very calm in this moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you want to mutter something to get him to draw close, right? What would you like to do specifically? Um, I am going to... <laughs> I am going to... Hmm. Presumably... I don't know. Okay, I'm going to act as if I'm choking to try and bait him in closer. Um, just within range. Oh, God. So I'm going to Roll. be acting. <laughs> Roll an acting check. I'm going to roll to act. There we go. <laughs> nine. Oh, that's because a, that's of your minus nine. four penalty. Mm -hmm. Do you wish to spend any luck? All, like, one or two luck that you have? Yeah, sure. I'll spend two. Okay. Bring that up to an eleven. You hear the voice speaking in your ear. Well, since you're busy, we'll not bother you with fixing our accounts. We'll just take what's owed to us and leave you to your business. It's been a pleasure, Mr. Ashwater. Goodbye. The uh, nurse picks up a syringe, a very large syringe and a scalpel. And, and then here's you coughing and sputtering and sort of walks over just at the edge of your reach. Oh. But just inside the edge of your reach. Roll. Brawling check. Okay. Is it only you minus two? Because I get plus two with the cyber arms, but minus four overall. Because he doesn't see this coming because of your impeccable acting... This is actually going to be 
a straight up versus check. Okay. God! Oh, that's tragic. No, no! Oh! Oh! oh, critical failure! Oh! oh, God, yes! Yes! Okay. As he leans over, you sort of flail and you can feel sort of disappointment as, mm, yes, the arms are only cybernetic from this point and that additional muscle is required in order to get maximum flexibility. Another failure of the flesh. But unfortunately for him, he jumps. Like in every single movie where uh, the body bag moves and everyone just jolts, that's exactly what he does in the exact wrong direction, directly towards your outstretched cyber arms. So you punch directly into his uh, his squishy parts. Yeah. Roll your cyber arm. Oh, you don't have that set up. Roll 2d6. Okay. Just, and, just straight uh, up yeah, 2d6? Just roll, yeah, just straight up 2d6. That's and I'm going to say... I'm going to say his critical failure counts as a 6. So I'm going to let you roll in the critical injuries chart for this. <laughs> so you deal 10 damage plus an extra 5 points of damage. It is reduced by his armor. But... Melee weapons ignore half of armor. So, splorch and roll 2d6. Another 2d6? Yeah, this is on the chart. This is to see oh my what critical injury we get on the chart. Another 10. All right. Crit critical injuries. <laughs> Spinal injury. You go in for the jugular. You don't quite rip it open and cause him to bleed profusely, but you hear a crack as metal encounters vertebrae. And he tries to scream and it doesn't quite come out right. Roll for initiative. <laughs> now, on my screen, I'm still in the tunnel. I'm still in the really? uh, the underground, yeah, the nuke tunnel. I've just been watching off of VMix. Okay, I have been transported. Excellent. Yeah, I didn't um, realize. It's pr I, I probably had you there earlier. That is okay. Um, roll for initiative. Yeah, I had split the party last time. That's right. All right, and... I committed the cardinal sin. I, was, I didn't have it selected. Oh, well, you get to go again. <laughs> What do you okay. Do? Step one, assess injury. Step two, discombobulate. Already got through those two. Uh, in fact, <laughs> step two went a little bit too far, and I not only discombobulated him, but I potentially crippled him. So we're gonna—I mean, I'm gonna go again. You gotta go for round two now. Uh, I mm. want to try and pull him closer, essentially. Um, um, hopefully, if that's if that's a possibility, I want to start trying to choke him out. Okay. Yep. That's gonna be an opposed. I don't know if I have. Access to the rest of my body. Presumably, the fleshy parts are still weak um, and n uh, like nulled from the anesthetic. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I want to basically just bring him into my range. So I don't think okay. I can move. You are going to make a brawling check. You are still at minus two. It's it would be m minus four, but plus two for your cyber arms. He has a mm -hmm. spinal injury. 
All right, well, that doesn't really affect his ability to make this roll. Uh, go ahead and roll. You, you're at a net minus two here. You go first, and you have to beat his roll. Oh, come Seven. on. Come on. All right, what have I got? Oh, what the hell? Get the, what the hell, hell out of here. <laughs> That's wow. amazing. Another failure. Failure. What is this? Wow. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I guess the fact that you just, you know, disjointed his vertebra makes it a little bit difficult. You have successfully grabbed him. Both of you are now considered to be in a grapple. You both take a minus two. The, the defender can't. Okay. All right. You've got him. And here's the real kicker, right? You reach out with your cyber arm and you just grab him and like by the neck. Normally, he would just try to move away, but you <laughs> messed up. He can't move while he's in a grapple. And because you messed up his spine, he can't do anything else. So he's just there foaming at the mouth, undergoing this, you know, <laughs> it's now your turn again. He, and he's, yeah. he's starting to recover from the injury that you inflicted on him. Is it a free action to... to uh... Uh, I I just want to turn my whatever whatever cyber eye I've got. I want to turn him red okay. for extra intimidation. Yeah, just That's extra like really just to, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna keep choking him out. Okay. Uh, just a brawling All check right. again. What's? Nope, you don't have to make a roll. What's your body? My body is at a five. Okay, you deal five points of damage. He is going to try to get out of... Actually, no. In While he's still in the grapple, he's going to reach over, grab one of the syringes, and try to jam it into your body somewhere. Hmm. Is there anything I can do to stop that? Yeah, there is. Give me one second. I'm going to pull up the relevant section. I know it's in here. It's essentially going to be an opposed role. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, we're just going to do this with an opposed brawling role for the time being, and I'll look up the full role rule again in a moment. Roll brawling. Mm -hmm. There's it still comes out to a net minus two. Roll it. Oh God, you didn't crit fail. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. You're screwed now. Oh, and you did. <laughs> oh, somebody had to. Oh. Okay. Flick. You feel the hypodermic needle go into your neck as you've got your hand around his. Roll a resist drugs check at minus four. <laughs> he rolled zero. <laughs> Twelve. Sixteen. Twelve. Okay. You've just been injected with something. You have no idea what it is. You can feel a burning sensation where it hit you. Burning? Yeah. Like a, a burning okay. as it enters your body. Oh, but you're Jesus. not dead. Your turn. <clears throat> He's grievously injured, by the way. He's seriously wounded. Yeah, he looks like he's out of it. Yeah. Can I remove this needle? Or will that... Uh, give up my choking that opportunity. Would, that would give up your choking opportunity. 
All right, let's keep let's keep killing him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Your cybernetic arm, the hand clenches around his neck. He gurgles, and then, where it was already weakened, the bones pop apart. He seizes. Oh. His eyes go. His whole face tenses up, and then he goes limp. Yeah. Roll another okay. resist drugs um, check. That's a nine. A nine? Okay. You take seven points of damage. Okay. I am very weak. I'm on yes, five health. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to rip out this needle for one. Okay. If I can do that. Um, yeah, I'd like to fine. assess what... Uh, oh, I'm good. It stopped injecting. Mm-hmm. It, I don't feel it coursing through my body. It's really hard for you to feel much of anything. You're still heavily numbed. <laughs> okay. Um, Jesus, what do I do in this scenario? You could roll um, Meditech. I mean, here's here's the here's the good news, right? You're literally in an operating theater. Yeah, I am. There's going to be stuff so, nearby. Time to operate on myself is what you're saying. All right, what we got? <laughs> uh, what we working with? <laughs> Uh, All right, so di directly over you is, it's not just a light, it's a whole robotic surgery suite of some sort. Uh, it's got a cutting laser on it, some blades, there's like a tray of chemicals nearby. Uh, you could also just zip yourself back up inside the cryopump and turn the damn thing back on. So th this thing is an automatic surgery robot? Yep, that's what this is. Okay, can I hack into it with my interface check? Yes, that was the other option for dealing with this guy. Ah. You do locate a, a network port nearby. Okay. And um, for, the, for the sake of expedience, rather than having you go through the whole uh, architecture that I set up in case you wanted to try to laser drill this guy's brain open instead of crushing <laughs> him with your hands, uh, I'm going to have you roll a surgery check. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, dun. Surgery. 12. 16. Okay. So 12. Yep. You're, you're, you're able, and you also get like a clear vision of yourself. You can see the muscle exposed from where they were still under do, doing the installation on your cyber eye. Like literally you were open for operation and now you're looking at yourself through this robot. Mm -hmm. uh, but you are the best surgeon you know. And That's from true, here, you can control yeah. your you, you can control your IV flow. And normally a thing like this, it would have been hard to be objective enough. Like you could probably get through it. But now you're just like, yes, we have we just have to, you know, these pieces are broken, these pieces aren't, and you can literally perform surgery on yourself. All right. Great. So now I, I already know that that the, this uh, rogue nurse that was sent in is presumably an enemy mm -hmm. from the UK of when I ended up uh, stealing cyberware and uh, corporate secrets. Yeah, that that thing US. that's not going to come back to bite you until episode 30, if I recall from the show's intro. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, I definitely thought that was the case, and it immediately did. So, um, 
yeah, that's the timeline sped up a little bit. Um, but presumably my favor was called in. They were performing surgery on me and a biospill mm -hmm. was called, which meant that they had to leave the room. Um, Sensibly, so yes. That is the situation. And they were conducting surgery. So I don't know if it makes sense to, to keep conducting it on myself because I may fuck it up unless it's just like an automatic success because I'm actually just so good at what I do. I'm just amazing. Um, I mean, it might make sense to just leave them to come in and finish the job. To be honest. Okay. It's your call. Um, nah, fuck. It's more fun to just do surgery on myself. Um, I'm going to do that. Besides, <laughs> somebody else could do it wrong. You, uh, exactly. you made your DC 12 roll as you begin to perform the operation. And yeah, so you just go through every single piece of it. Like whenever you feel pain, you just mentally tell the machine to adjust the anesthetics while monitoring your levels. Like you literally do open face surgery on yourself. And from here, you're able to get some of the additional information about what work they've had. They installed a cyber eye. They've installed something into your sinuses and your mucous membranes. And there is a nanite layer growing inside your skin. It's going to Holy take a moly. few days for that to come to full fruition, but it is growing, leaving artificial like material in your skin, silicon and such, weaving a lattice throughout your body. Okay. Actually turning into the Terminator. I'm down for it. <laughs> cool. um, now, eventually yeah, cool. they operatives do come back inside the room. And at that <laughs> point, like you're already putting the finishing touches on yourself. <laughs> you discover that must be such a sight to leave this guy <laughs> and he's finishing the surgery off and the robot's just all right now moving along so that half of our cast doesn't sit on their ass the entire episode you discover <laughs> the following when you're able to crack open your favor was called in with a high-ranking executive at Rocklin Augmentics. They didn't transport you to their actual HQ. They transported you to a cyber uh, clinic that they sort of have a surreptitious connection to in order to make it under the radar. They get you all patched up with no further questions asked. They want to make it clear that you're even now. And so they're going to get mm. you in good shape, give you a nice meal, give you a nice shower, stitch you up, and then, you know, you're back on your own. But that tablet, well, not on the tablet. The tablet basically self-destructs when it's done. But the operative who you took out, he had some mental wear that you're able to crack open. In it, you find a dossier on Jim Fingers. <gasps> it specifically has notes on the job he sent your brother on when your brother burned out in the network. <laughs> and uh -huh. you recognize some of the documentation in here as coming from the intelligence industry over in the UK, the one that you screwed over. And just hidden inside the metadata for this file, is a little tag somewhere in there. D6. Fucking D6, huh? Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's another file in there, too. 
it's on the job list for this assassin for hire, right? It's sort of next up in his to-do list. Mm -hmm. It's a file on Asfaldo and Maria Mendron. It has the apartment complex where they work, where they live, a link to Oro Mendron's, uh, well, that wasn't his real name, but to Oro's Garden Patch website where he posted all of his content, a dossier on the monarch who he's worked with, uh, any jobs that are suspect the monarch is suspected of being involved on, and contact information for Babylon and the Red Chrome Legion. All in the same file. Okay. You you well, touch my parents, I swear to God, I kill your ass. You you know you, you don't even know. I'll I'll rip your little little cord cordless <laughs> ass limb from limb. I'll turn, I'll turn you parents? into a, I'll turn you into a router. <laughs> I'll turn you into a router so fast you wouldn't even know what happened to you. All right, you'll no, you'll be a Roomba. Assassination job. You'll be a Roomba after you're done with, with I'm, after I'm done with you. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I can't deal with this guy. You're in a cryotube. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> he says from his cryotube. Oh. Cryo pump, completely different. Um, all right. So, <clears throat> armed with this information, we are going to cut back over to Natalie. Natalie, you've had a day to recoup. You've had a chance to recover some of your help. You've gotten a chance to hang out with the nomads who have stories of the open road, the radioactive wastelands that they've passed. Okay, the world didn't get nuked. So it's just wasteland wastelands, not the radioactive kind. You want radiation, you're already in the right place. Uh, but they've got, you know, the, the mega dust bowls that are on the road, the gigantic areas of the, of the West that have been fortified by corpos where they're growing the grain they use to make the fuel that all cars drive on. Uh, the road warrior gangs that they've run into, all sorts of stories about what life is like outside of the city, which is not something you've really experienced. You get a chance to hang out with them, and you get the impression that, let's say, for example, if you accumulated enough improvement points and wanted to put your next one into the moto skill, which is the key skill for nomads instead of the corporate skill, then that might be an option if you hang out with the right crowd. Heck yeah, I am working really hard to ingratiate myself uh, mm -hmm. to this crew. Of course, I always travel with, you know, uh, my kibble snack packs. So I've been like kind of hanging around <laughs> on fire at night, handing out any food I've mm -hmm. got, you know, sharing stories of my clown murders with uh, the ice cream truck, which I imagine they okay, would that... appreciate. Vehicular <laughs> yes, manslaughter. that will get some mileage. So... That will get some mileage. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I regale them with my tails, and I what I'm trying to do here is network a little bit. So you know, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, we should you should add me on agent book. We should stay in touch. <laughs> uh, would love to to, to show you around the city sometime. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. There, there, there's a disconnect between your life experience and schmoozing versus you know hanging out. But uh, we'll we'll come back to your success on that later. Todd is, he's probably sending more texts than is appropriate, but he's hes just under, like, you, you can tell he's done the math in his head of how frequently he thinks is appropriate to contact you. And he did the math wrong, or his premises were wrong, 
but he's it's clearly too trying regular. To it's, it's it's exactly it's, it's every like, it's like not fourteen to seventeen regular. minutes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I. What Natalie's kind of searching for is is that like that comfortable feeling that she would have people that would be concerned if anything happened to her were she to go to this meeting. And so she kind of had that illusion with the people at uh, at her apartment building. And so she's thinking very wistfully of of times with Jarax and, and Jim Fingers and um, even that other guy that was always about shooting people in the face. Um, <laughs> so before she heads to Todd, uh, I want to make an attempt mm -hmm. to contact, you know, anybody and, and just, uh, well, I'm going to send the agreed upon code. Uh, that we all kind of mm -hmm. discussed amongst ourselves before we parted ways and it went into tubes and stuff, which is uh, you up, question mark, question mark. And it's a lot of question marks, <laughs> so they know it's Natalie sending it. Okay. That goes out to the group message. And you, even out here in the outskirts, you still have access to the citywide data pool. So the only oh, yeah, person who would receive that... <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only person who would receive that message would be Jerax, who has had time to recuperate. Uh, and also, Jerax, you were able to get high-quality medical attention here. So you were able to get antibiotics and some insta-heal. So hmm. I'm going to have you heal your body plus your will times two. Ooh, Should be 20 if I did of, the math earlier. That's a lot of healing. Yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. That is indeed 20. So I'm on 25 hit points. Not up to 100%, but we'll get there. Yep. And you are in contact with Natalie. So I've just received a message with code saying, uh, what was it? <laughs> just said uh, elaborate code. the letter U space up and then a bunch of question marks. It's basically like what we agreed upon to like check in on each other, but we we're going to play it off as we were some sort of like thruple thruple uh, and not at all. Sure. Uh, a Sorry, what? Sect. Some kind of what? Natalie did a lot of this in her head, but she just said, I'll message <laughs> you, and anybody. this is the message. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write back, uh, I'm going to type it actually in the thing, the white rabbit <laughs> arrived at midnight. I have fed the crows, await further instructions. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this was not an agreed upon code by anybody except Jerax <laughs> who thought of this on his own and did a lot of thinking. Yeah, um, Natalie stares at her phone so long trying to interpret this and really the only conclusion that she could arrive at is she brought this upon herself by trying to initiate code talk in the first place. So eventually um, she just writes back uh uh, uh, out of town at, um, gonna swing by Todd onto a back need anything. And then again, like a million question marks. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's about how I would type that on my phone. <laughs> I am perfectly like <laughs> adequate. Thank you for your consideration. 
We call that Todd speak. That was the that was the yeah. cyber part of my body speaking. It took over for a second. Natalie recalls uh, the hits that Jerax took to his personality in order to get his cyberware upgrades and uh, fights down the terror of Todd talk that it instills <laughs> in her and just says, uh, okay, if I'm not there in a few days, worry. Smiley face. Uh, all right, well, now Bye I feel now. like people are looking out for me. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm just going to do a spell, a spell check on that one. Jerax uh, has reached a, a state of ascension. The, the, the true, uh, what's it called? The singularity, which is where you actually care about spelling and grammar. Yep. <laughs> I have contingencies set up. Nice. Smile. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. so yeah, Natalie is... She's going to go see Todd. Right on. All right. Is everybody looking at either pitch darkness on roll 20 or at the augmentation clinic? If you have vision, I just want to make sure everyone's seeing yes. the same thing. It's early. I have, uh, let me see. I have pitch black. All right. Now cool. I have, now oh, I have now the city. The yep. Yeah. All right. So you make your way from the Aldecalo nomad camp up through Santo Domingo past the heavily fortified executive zone, which is sort of corpo nirvana, right? It's like, if you really make it, make your way in the world, then you get to live in the executive zone. And to the Channel 54 tower. Uh, upon your arrival, barring anything else that you wanted to do a sale on the way, you are allowed in. Apparently you're already on the list. Uh, they, you know, they welcome you inside. They give you some nice organic water, um, which is branding you're familiar with from Continental. Like, it's a totally a Continental brand style thing to do. And the Todd's secretary will usher you in to his office. Hmm. Uh, which is on, like, the 50th floor. And What's spacious. Todd's secretary like? If you had to like look up in a casting agency, I want you to play the most helpful corporate exit. Not the casting agency for like Ghostbusters. I'm talking the casting agency for a company training film. Of course, mm. I'd be happy to help you. Please write this way. You're on the list and enjoy the rest of your day. Ah, uh, I want to kind of make small talk with her on the way up and I'll be like, oh gosh, so mm. how long have you been working for Todd? Oh, uh, two days. <laughs> wow, that's quite the tenure. How's it been? <laughs> Everything is perfectly <laughs> adequate. Thank you for your consideration. Okay, when she says perfectly adequate, she is uh, now dead to me. Um, so we're going to move onward to Todd's office. All right. He's got this entire wall is all windows. He's got this shiny desk with a fancy hollow display on it. He's got weird art scattered throughout the room. It doesn't really scream Todd. It screams more like this is our default quirk, like semi quirk, just quirky enough to get you some cred executive suite package number 337. And 
When you arrive, he is standing with his back to you and his arms folded, looking out the window, the exact position he was in at the WorldSat office, where he worked until two days ago, apparently. Cool. Um, I'm going to... Does the does the, the secretary leave or stay? Oh, the secretary's in the room outside. She's not... She, like, Got is going to usher you into the room, and then you go through, and the door closes, and you hear this little as the sound dampeners kick in. Uh, so Natalie is going to avoid acting in any way impressed and try and bring mm -hmm. this back on even standing here. So she's not going to approach Todd, but she's going to walk up to sort of his quirky decor and start picking it up and moving it around and manhandling it. And like, <laughs> oh, this is, a, this is a nice office, Todd. Very you. I did not know you were into bronzed elk. Uh, this is a new hobby of yours. So, uh, what, what, what do you, what is this place, Todd? What the hell is this? You've been taken care of, Natalie. Do you need water, a shower, extra nutrients? You've been through quite the ordeal. We want to make sure you're entirely comfortable and in perfect operating condition. Yes, I'm sure for my own benefit. Uh, what do you know exactly about the ordeal that I've been through? Sorry, Todd. I actually believe you may have more information about that than I do. Please have a seat. No, thanks. And I'm going to just kind of lean against this thing over here. Actually, no, I'm going to walk <laughs> over a, to the it's... window and I'm going to... Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to put my arms behind my back and just sort of regard him over my shoulder. Hold on, I'm going to go to the bathroom. Just so you guys know. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Be right back. Do your thing. Uh... All right, so the two of you standing, both trying to out-dramatic the other. <laughs> I heard that there was a firefight and an explosion. Most unfortunate. Yeah, that's uh, not what a gal likes for, you know, the place she lives. Todd, mm. first you come around trying to buy my parking spot, and then you show up on the day my apartment gets raided? What are you doing? I'm involved in a number of long-term ventures. Wow, that's uh, that's funny because <laughs> when I thought we were involved in a long-term venture, you couldn't commit. But here you are just long-term venturing about. And uh, two days, wow. Uh, particularly long-term here, Todd. So why? Why are you still contacting me? You seem so comfortable with these long-term ventures that you've got. Yes, look what they've got me. I'm on the 50th floor. I have a very impressive title. My name tag out on there, that's carved from mostly copper with a layer of titanium and some holographic inlay. But let me cut to the chase. I would be happy to explain a little bit of what's happening and I believe you may benefit from a new job offer. In exchange, I'd like to hear about what happened on the ground. A job offer from you, Todd? That's Let's consider your situation, Natalie. In front of me. Let's consider your situation. Do you really think you're going to be able to go back to work as if nothing happened? Is that what you think I want, Todd? I'm not sure. Because I want it so bad. Had... I miss my job. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a fantastic office. 
Oh, the floor is so nice. Did you say that was copper overlay on your name on the door? Jesus, Todd. There is. How do you do this again and again? <laughs> you see, Natalie, you've always had a singular vision and focus, and I admired that about you. It's what I saw in you in the first place. Until our unfortunate misunderstanding. You have a knack for cutting away the extraneous to seize an objective. I've chosen to fully commit to that. I found ideology to be a detriment. Direction is all that is required. Everything that you've envisioned, this fine office with its lovely 50th floor, 50th floor view, even a small home with picturesque various grass species that are technically extinct at this point, is all achievable. <laughs> but not the way the world is now. Todd, I want all those different grasses in my yard. And she flops down in the chair across from his desk and <laughs> takes the cup of organic water with two hands and just kind of dejectedly sips. Mm -hmm. What's the job like? We're going to start you in our office services department as an executive office services manager. You'll work here, not on the 50th floor immediately. We need to insinuate you into the overall net superstructure of the organization, make sure that you have lots of contacts, give people the opportunity to see your work ethic and practice, and I can offer you immediately a new place to live. Network 54 will provide you with a conapt for you for your uh, all your living purposes. Rent fully paid, not in the combat zone. A new house? And a job where oh, yeah. people would be sure to truly appreciate my skills. Absolutely. Hmm. And what did you need, Todd? A few things. First off, I want you to tell me exactly what happened. Well. If you're willing to put it all into a contract and just let me have my lawyers look over it, I, I'm, I'm sure this is something that could the be hollow arranged. display in front of you immediately changes to just to be it. a contract floating in the air right in front of you and it's scrollable parsable you can copy the text to your agent as needed he already had it all written up i'm gonna sit there and read it for like as okay. long as it takes <laughs> roll a bureaucracy check <laughs> oh. Okay. Ooh. If anybody Oof. is better at bureaucracy than you, it's Todd. Uh you have a lot of excitement worked up over like all everything that he's showing off and dangling in front of you, combined with the completely different life vision that Gina and her nomad friends just showed you, combined with the whereabouts of your friends and all the trauma you've been through, combined with the fact that you just committed vehicular clown slaughter and it was kind of fun. It's just a lot going on right now, and it makes it hard for you to parse through the weasel words in the contract. But the apartment's well, in there, salary's in there, and if you perform, if you exceed nominal performance levels, you're eligible to be assigned your own assistant and direct reports from a pool of qualified candidates of your choice. My choice? 
So I mean, everyone has to go through uh, company approval, but let's say you need a uh, a net runner for some of your operations, or well, I mean, you could get a driver. You're already very talented at that, or a bodyguard. There's a wide variety of people who could be assigned to your team. Budget and headcount. I I don't think you could offer something more exciting to Natalie. She's really into this contract and she is apparently unable to see anything that might be wrong with it but she does want to do one check and mm -hmm. she's kind of going to move it aside and look at todd and she's like and what if what if i don't end up liking the job and i want to quit todd well i quit world sat simply a means to an end Blew up world set she says quietly um <laughs> yes. and and for related reasons employment there was no longer advantageous to my continued advancement that's an answer natalie really actually vibes with so uh yeah she's gonna <laughs> sign that contract <laughs> okay Boop. He opens his drawer and pulls out the keys to your new apartment and hands them to you. And says, of course, these are sim merely symbolic. I thought you'd appreciate the gesture. The digital you know, security information will be sent to you as part of your onboarding package, along with the standard NDA, so on and so forth. Now, where is Mr. Fingers? Natalie's actually still just kind of fixated on this keys and it was kind of like mm -hmm. something he remembered about me that I kind of like this like nostalgic stuff and like I'm starting to wonder like if Todd is maybe I don't know maybe he's actually always liked me and this is just how he's gonna show me and so she's kind of like Jim Todd what does Jim matter <laughs> I, have a I have a vested interest as the next phase of my continued advancement, which I would like to bring you along with me. But a great deal of this hinges on what happened at your old, rundown, combat zone, far less attractive, sometimes the running water didn't work, apartment. It wasn't that bad there. And Jim was the landlord, and... What's important now is I, I actually don't know where Jim went. Is that weird? Like, it got kind of crazy, and I'm not going to lie, I just ran. But I ended up here, Todd, and we're together now. So, again, what does it matter? <laughs> it matters because if we're going she to She's getting up in his personal space, too. Mm -hmm. like... he, he doesn't... It's kind of weird. Like, at this point, you'd expect him to sort of, like, pull back or, you know, lean in and give the smolder. Uh, he's he's not cool and detached, but he's still wearing those damn shades and stuff. And so he doesn't seem to be uncomfortable with your increased proximity. It's like one of those he guards says, at, like, the Queen's Palace. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Oh, yeah, he's just like... <laughs> This is how we climb. Jim Fingers is in possession of information that can be of great use to us and help us move a couple of rungs up the org chart. 
Alright, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll reach out to him and find out. Um, I'll let you know what day of the week is it? On Monday. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's too, uh, yeah, it's, actually, it is Monday today. Uh, well, let me get in touch with him, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Excellent. The coordinates for your new place are all locked in. Enjoy. And, uh, after you go through orientation, let's talk again. Okay. I look forward to it, Todd. He smiles. Wow. I don't think I've seen Todd well, smile even like before his surgery. So this is roll a human Natalie, perception. Natalie has notes too. With a penalty because you're you're reading answers in here that you want to see. Oh, a critical. I okay. Wow. I know Todd though. Mm-hmm. You know how they talk about smiles that don't reach the eyes? Hmm. That's what this is. You're not, like, you're not sure what exactly that means. Maybe it's just his emotions are that deadened. And this is like, you know, if he's feeling this, he's going to show this because of what happened to him. Or maybe he feels absolutely nothing. Like, it's just, it's just a, a very flat, like, Hmm. I can't decide. Which really is not fitting your vibe me? right now. Okay. Maybe. Got it. So I'm like, ha ha, ha. and then I leave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. How are you going to link up with Jerax? Um, I'm going to head back to the car and uh, let's see. I'm going to text you, Jerax, and just see. Uh, Jay, wanna grab a soda pop? <laughs> sure. Let's meet where I had pants on my head. <laughs> <laughs> that is a ha ha, you wild, and we're gonna head back to the <laughs> exploded building, <laughs> parking okay. garage. The the two of you meet in it, it was part of the uh near the glen near this area right here and near the old corporate center where they're trying to do, reconstruct a new corporate area a new ring of skyscrapers around the edge but again it was close enough to the combat zone <laughs> to cause trouble so the two of you meet there and the the recovering suburbs and the gigantic skyscrapers on the outer perimeter of the city are replaced by the gunshots and the mazes of rubble that you're sort of more used to at this point. By this time that you meet, let's say for the sake of ambiance, late evening, sky setting, burning, burning red horizon. And you're familiar with sort of the rooftops in the area. There's a lot of condemned structures, abandoned structures, and that whole building is cordoned off because of the radiation hazard which was a new, a new exciting radiation hazard instead of the old, boring, hot zone radiation hazards we already had. All right. What will the two of you do? Uh, I'd like to be stood kind of um, dramatically, but not intentionally, against a neon sign 
with my uh, okay. my hands in my pockets and my one red eye glowing, you know? Nice. Nice. By this time, two day, we're going to say two days total have passed, and the the lattice of nanites in your skin are still growing. It's not really mm -hmm. visible. You're just aware of it because you're in tune with your cyberware. You're sort of monitoring the diagnostic progress. I still have this map. I'll pull it up in a moment. All right. He stands dramatically, this one red light burning against the neon background. Uh, when Natalie sees Jarex, by the way, she's kind of so excited and she's been like, in these very safe spaces back to back where like she thought she had control in the office and she was very comfortable with the nomads so she sees jerex and she's like yeah jerex yes <laughs> she gives him a big old hug that like i don't know if you have any broken ribs but um sorry <laughs> if you do <laughs> and then she kind of like pulls back and she goes your face <laughs> yes hello natalie i've had a, a couple of upgrades as i look to the side and just let it hang for like three seconds really awkward like mm -hmm. you seem to want this so natalie's like cool very cool you look mm. you look it's very cool <laughs> how have you survived oh gosh well i mean gina and i took a bit of a road trip and we were out in the desert and it was wild man they've got these trucks out there and anyway after that uh, todd called me and he was like i've got a job for you and i was like cool so um i took <laughs> that job but i want you to know and she gets like very serious out of nowhere and she's like i may have a way to get into the company into some files i might even be able to bring you guys on board and worst case scenario i've got an out with the nomads and a plan so impressive she's very impressive how are you dealing <laughs> with the terrorists Natalie looks left and looks right, and she goes, terrorists. Yes, Jim didn't tell you? Oh, the... No, I I haven't heard from Jim. You were actually the only one that texted me back, Jerex. Hmm, yeah. I, I'm well aware of where they're at. Uh, well, I think that we can solve two birds with one stone. Jim made a deal with some domestic terrorists to sell the nuke to them in exchange for something i don't know what jim's kind of dumb but the, the point is we can kind of combine these two problems into one solution by getting both the monarch and jim uh, free at the same time well i'm all for getting jim out but the the monarch <laughs> i mean i have a way to deal with the monarch do we need anybody shot in the face i think well, we will if you're We're confident going, yeah Okay. Well, so my here plan for is, it. yeah, my plan is to call up the domestic terrorists, tell them where the nuke mm -hmm. is. But unfortunately, Miss Frizz has ended up blowing up the tunnel underneath uh, and re-sealing the security measures. So getting them into it, into that area, it's probably going to be quite difficult. But I'm going to plan on getting in touch with them, letting them know where it is, mm -hmm. um, uh, and trying to work with them to clear the tunnel out so they can access the bomb. And that will give us access to Jim and Monarch's tubes. Okay. Yeah. I like this plan. Let us say that with a couple of provisos for potential plot complications, this plan works. 
The individuals on the other end are suspicious of a new contact, but you have information relevant to their interests. They're less working with you than they are saying, okay, well, if you're going to give us this information, we're going to take it. Mm -hmm. You're able to... They, they clear out the site, which is... When you return to the apartment, the entire building has been demolished. Just a gigantic stack of rubble piled on top of itself. Damn, the, my lab. All, all the denizens were evacuated in advance, fortunately. But somebody came by and cleaned up the mess. You're able to get down into the tunnels and it takes quite a bit of excavation and you can't just jump down the chutes that they went through. The whole system was designed once they went through those chutes, it d demolished and collapsed itself and filled itself with, with a resin that quickly hardens. Hmm. So it takes you some additional doing, but with the assistance of this outside liberation group, you're able to work your way down into the catacombs. I would like both of you to roll let's say persuasion checks in order to get the assistance of this group without revealing too much information yourselves. Wow. Okay. The pseudo RNG is on fire tonight. <laughs> Jarek seems very good at revealing information without revealing anything else. Like just got, has a hard lock on his emotions recently. Again, Jarex, in your mind, like these, it's just, okay, well, I've got this element here that I want to combine with this element here in order to get them into a configuration that advances my goals. So why not pit them against each other? Why not tell this particular lie? None of it actually matters that much. It's just rearranging matter. You are able to find your way into the bunker, well hidden deep inside the sewer. It takes you the better part of a day to get all the way down there. And I'll go hmm. ahead and transport us momentarily. Before uh, before we wake them up, I'm going to say to Natalie, let's uh, let's fuck with them a little bit and say that they were in there for ten years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Natalie like the messes bunker. up her hair and like yeah. rubs her makeup <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Inside the bunker, which is all labeled property of the Arasaka Corporation, in this room in particular, they are the only uh, individuals in cryostasis. But the bunker is a little bit extensive. It was designed for long-term survival. Jim is frozen right here. The monarch is frozen right here. Both of them have recovered all of their hit points. I checked in advance, and the two of you weren't particularly injured, so you should be at full health. Jarex, as a trained medical professional, you have the skills to safely thaw them out. Uh, mm -hmm. Set the stage, if you would. Actually, you know what? Um, why don't we... Yeah, set the stage, and then we're going to go to a break. Okay, I, I want to dim the lights real, real mean. I okay. want to say, Natalie, look real mean, lean in the corner. And I'm gonna make sure my red light is on is on like a nice humming buzz mode, whatever that is. Uh, mm -hmm. kind of like intimidation mode. And I'm gonna start the procedure 
and I'm going to stand underneath one of the dim lights with my arms mm -hmm. crossed. And right at the moment when they're audible, I'm going to say, It's about time you've woken up. I'm just going to let it hang. Right. I'm just going to see, see what happens, you know. All right. Let's go ahead and take Where a we... short break. I'm going to fix the lighting to get it all appropriately dramatic. Uh, oh, Josh, did you have a question big. before we go to that? I, I was... No, it's all right. The question is perfectly fine afterwards. Right, we'll let it hold. All right, then, folks. We're going to welcome uh, Jim Fingers and the Monarch to the world of tomorrow when we come back from a short break. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy Phase 2 Eagles 1. If you've just joined us, our heroes are in a secret Arasaka bunker far below the vault below their apartment, where they're about to thaw out Jim Fingers and the Monarch. They've done a little bit of stage work. Uh, Bren, can you set the stage for us, please? And uh, Rachel, can you yeah, explain your visage as well? Go ahead. Uh, the lights are kind of dimmed. Um, there's like uh, there's a nice uh, kind of just red light emanating from my skull where my cyber eye is, just to get nice and uh, nice and edgy right before they uh, they unthaw. Now I've calculated exactly when they're going to be popping out of the tubes because it's, it's a bit of a process, like ninety minutes for them to to you know thaw out. Yeah. Um, so I've yeah, calculated this. Yeah, and so me and Rachel are just sitting here, just being like, oh, this is going to be so funny. This is going to be so good. They're going to make us like, they're going to make us 10 years in the future. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then when they do, I, I say, uh, it's about time you've woken up. And uh, I'm going to immediately follow up with. When you went into the tubes, we thought it was only a year. But unfortunately, there was a malfunction. You've been under... For 10 years. Dramatic pause. <laughs> Natalie, before we go into the awakening process for the rest of our heroes, you mentioned that you'd done yourself up a little bit to sell this. Yeah, uh, Natalie does not have a great concept of what she looks like, though, so she's kind of just like, I don't know, she's messed up her hair and like she's pulled like her jacket like over her head. I don't know why she thinks this makes her look 10 years older. But she's like, it's been you 10 years! She's like massively overselling it. Like, you've been gone! The world is different! She's kind of just like walking around now behind Jarek. She's like... The cars can fly! The animals have returned! <laughs> Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. All right. Jim and the monarch. You descended down these chutes, which were literally greased up. You plunged through some sort of a foam layer to arrest your momentum. You were dropped into the cryotube, immediately hit with a dose of some sort of gas to prepare yourself for automatic freezing. So you plunged through slick darkness at an incredibly high speed, hit a marshmallow, fell through it, and then everything just went dark and cold, and you underwent dreamless sleep. And your awakening process is, it's kind of like 
a combination between a, a cold morning where you're waking up slowly without a lot of light and the cats aren't jumping on your thorax to make you give them some food and you're covered in warm blankets and you sort of like you slowly wake up and it's really pleasant mixed with a hangover mm. it's somewhere in between the two of those and as your vision kicks in you see faint lights in this piercing red and this figure standing ominously and the figure says about time you woke up when we put you into the tube we thought it was for one year but unfortunately there's been a malfunction and it's been 10 years but more british than that uh <laughs> first off as the two of you collect yourselves and and come to grips with reality jarek's all an acting check yeah the yeah no I, yeah i should um <laughs> 10 10 just a flat <laughs> 10. Mm -hmm. that's not bad okay that's good the the two of you are still again you're you're coming to your days you're disoriented what do you do i blink my Start. eyes open but one eye your cyber just into the yeah the cyber eye zips into focus the other eye is struggling with the light a little bit i kind of cough to myself because i haven't spoken in so long warming up the larynx feel like i've been fucking rebirthed i open up my eye and i'm like jax is that you dicking around with a red light what did you say It's been ten years. You don't sound very confident. And Natalie's gonna that. fly in here and be like, "It's been so long!" And she grabs her hand and she's like, "I've missed you." And then she kind of like looks at Jerax, like, "Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, mm. yeah." Is it? Is it? Jerax, has it really only been ten years? She looks like she's aged twenty at least. Natalie just kind of like lets go and walks away a couple steps. <laughs> Fixes her hair. It's my Natalie cosplay, by the way. But now her feelings are hurt also, yes. <laughs> yes, Jim, it's been 10 years since you've gone under. The corporations have taken over. The world is a much worse place. We've been on the run this whole time. My eye removed in a bear attack when we were hiding in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, too, too, much information. too much information. Too, too much information. I'm barely waking up. Well, at least it's been 10 years, though. Thank God you didn't wake me up really quickly so that we had to be properly on the run. Everyone must have forgotten about me by now. I'm so glad you left me in here yeah. for longer. Oh, yeah. I can have a fresh start. Absolutely. It'll be good. Oh, Christ. Thank God for that. Oh. Yeah, everybody's forgotten about you these 10 years. April Fools! <laughs> it's only been a couple of days! <laughs> oh my God, you're good, though. Yep. Did you really think I days. look older? Days. Days, yeah, Jerax. Yeah, 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 it's been a few days. Uh, yes, it what, has. What right do you have to pull us out of our safety chamber 
just to piss around with one of your ruses again. This was our haven. This was how we, me and Monarch were starting again. And you've ripped us back into the world. Probably for no good reason. No, I had Monarch. good reason. For both you and Monarch. The, all right, so I'm up now? Myself. <laughs> Sir. Okay, uh, so I'm assuming I'm in a groggy state, correct? Or, or mm -hmm. I would be perceived to be in a groggy state. But because I'm a badass motherfucking solo... Can I uh, roll uh, like perception or, you know, just something along the lines. So this way I, I am like as a stone cold killer, get a feeling for my surroundings so that I can immediately jump to action and then shoot people right in their mouth holes. <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. You're going to roll a resist torture slash drugs check first. Excellent. Okay. Hold on. Let me just pull this up here. Okay. 14. Okay. I'm going to upgrade you from a minus four on everything to a minus two on everything. Roll perception at minus two. Okay. 29. Oh. Killer. Holy moly. Oh, I can't hear you, okay. Joe. Yep. Everyone gets one improvement point for me leaving myself on mute. As you come to... <laughs> You immediately take stock of your situation. It's just your hard-coded battle training, uh, plus your cybernetic, you know, enhancements. You're aware of the fact that you're still recovering from cryo. You're aware of mm -hmm. the conversation going on. Like, your senses, you know your aim isn't what it should be, but your senses immediately kick in. And you What's immediately What's my range to Jerax? What is my it range? It is... Uh, four meters that grabbing range you can <laughs> you easily lunge drops? forward and grab him you can easily lunge forward and grab him i immediately lunge forward and grab jerax <laughs> upon upon awaking upon awaking i take stock of my surroundings and recognize that there is a threat in this room apparently some cybernetic asshole has decided to wake us up way earlier than he was supposed to and now i'm gonna finish a job that i started i think do i know that it's 10 years ago or like you just heard the whole you just heard this whole conversation you've got a really good perception score but i don't know how well you're parsing everything right now so uh you probably heard yeah. up to the april fools it's been a couple of days bit like that whole time that they were so, talking, you were just sort of like pretending to be asleep, taking stock of your situation, gathering information, ready to strike. Yeah, perfect. So I go and I reach for Jerax. Okay, you stumble out of your tube, lunge forward, roll a brawling check at minus two. Jerax, roll a brawling check at plus two. Hmm. Thirteen. Well, the exact same thing, but because you're a little sleepy and he's cybernetic, I add my luck forward. Three luck. <laughs> <laughs> it's still not enough. I don't think okay. that's gonna make it. That's not gonna make it, Alex. No, it is. Yeah, he's because I have. No, he's got a 15. You've got an 11. You need to get up to a 16 to beat him. Oh, I need to get. So I need to use all my luck right now. Yeah. My choice is to use all my luck right now, so I can grab Jerax. That's correct. I use all of my luck to grab Jerax. 
is wrong with you? Okay, we're gonna go around. We're gonna go around in a circle real quick. So you lunge forward and just descend on him in a flurry of you know solo combat moves, and you get him in a grapple. I'm going to let first off Natalie respond. <laughs> Natalie just goes, Monarch, no, and like kind of like lunges for your foot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then I and I turn to Natalie and then I say, "Oh my God, why do you look so horrendous right now?" Anyway, focusing on the task at hand, I grab Jerax, I look him in the eye, and I say to him, "You did good, kid." I'm sorry. What? Okay. Jim and Jerax, what in that order? Jim, do you actually, you know what? We'll let Jerax go, then Jim go. Jerax, how do you respond to that? Yeah, I'm sorry, what? You did good. Honestly, if you would have kept us under there for, you know, a year or even 10 years, that would have been stupid. You guys can't survive yeah. without me. So, no, I would have, you know, I would have kept you under for a year, but unfortunately, I felt like there was some information that had come to light that you needed to know. And I'm going to. Well, fair uh, enough, but basically. given how you look and given how I look, I feel a lot better than you do. So I think uh, overall, you probably would have ended up dying, personally. So good to see you, Jerax, even though I fucking hate you. I, I, I tore out an assassin's spinal cord to get here. I, cool. I've, done, I've done unspeakable things to try and get Bro, you out of Tuesday. your fucking freezing slot. It's not a Tuesday! I'm not going to go into it. I'm not going to go into it. Not going. Not going into it. You're making me regain my humanity. <laughs> Done it before. No big deal. You ever have Someone's you ever ripped out someone's uh, uh, gooch area? You know the gooch is that part, <laughs> is that fleshy patch of skin, right, right, right where the butt crack and the balls are. Have you ever ripped someone over there? I did that one time. Let me tell you, bloody disaster, crazy stuff. I'll teach it to you one day. We'll go ahead and we'll get a beer and we'll we'll talk about it. Some crazy stuff, truly. The corporations put a head out on your family, on your parents. Oh well, now some motherfuckers are gonna die. Mm. And then, okay. Where do I have my guns on me? Do I do I have my guns on me? You have whatever was on you when you went into the Excellent. tube, like whatever was literally on you. I grab my I grab my uh, my assault rifle, check the ammo. Grab my pistol, check the ammo, and I walk away. And I'm going to say, "Time to rip some motherfucking gooches." And then I'm starting to make oh, my wait, way wait, outward. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, we need. Listen, we don't have the full story yet. You don't have all the information. I'm still lying in the cryotube area. Let's, let's I'm not slow even down sitting up. Here, here are the advantages we have currently. There are people looking for both of you, presumably, right now, but they don't know that this bunker exists. This, I mean, it looks like is a pretty nice place to lay down low for the time being that we can all use. Maybe it's just an area of, of operation, a little base potentially, you know, maybe to escape the eyes of some unwanted people. Um, it's a little bit a pain in the ass to get here, but... Uh, outside of that, it is a safe place to lay low for the time being. Jerax, this uh, how yes, did you how did you get us out of here? You you got cybernetic mole arms or something? How'd you how'd you dig us out within a couple of days? I solved one of your problems that you created. Well, 
I solve I'll, problems. I, mean, I would rarely I would them. specify more uh, and elaborate more, but I felt like if I let that hang, it would just explain everything. I don't know why I assumed that. Uh, no, essentially, I called up the uh, the domestic terrorists and told them where the nuke was. And to do that, they had to dig through all of the rubble to even get to you guys. So I know and killed two birds with one stone. Didn't have domestic terrorists knocking at your door asking for a nuke or maybe knocking at my door. Um, uh, but yeah, I've, I've come under some new information. The conspiracy that we're part of right now, it runs deep. Deeper than we thought. Really? I mean, it ran pretty deep already. It was a lot yeah. of corporations. Yeah. No, this one, this runs deeper. Apparently... Uh, now we've got some trouble from across the pond back in the UK as well. They're involved in this as well. Uh, so Put the me back in the bloody me. tube. <laughs> yeah, about that. Natalie, <laughs> who's looking for Jim right now? Why would you rip the gooch if there's like a thing right there that would be... <laughs> and then like how... She's mostly directing this yes. at Monarch. Yeah. Walk me through it. So here's how you do it, sister. Uh, one, uh, great to see you. Okay, truly. You look like a disaster. So hopefully you clean that up. Uh, it's only been two days. Come on. Anyone not going to... Really and I look around you. the room. And, and I look around the room and I'm just like, is anyone not going to acknowledge this? Like, poor thing. You know, is, is the death and the murder caught up to her this oh, much? It was, it My was God. A bit. It was a bit. It was a bit. It was a little, oh. little prank. Like humor? <laughs> Yes, yeah, yeah. Like it was the, a scary was just standing there like she looks like a disaster and nobody told her, like... Yeah, it was a prank. Oh, it was a prank. Oh, wow. Wow, I haven't yeah. experienced one of those in a while. I mean, considering I shot you in the face, last thing I would have expected would have been a prank, you know? Well, it was only logical to wake you up. Uh, you're needed in the war against the corporations. Oh, that's fair. Now I'm going to push that to the side for a second. Go back to Natalie. So about the gooch, here's how you, uh, how I operate this. All right. What you do is you grab them by the neck. Okay. You lift them up high. And when you have them over your head, you take your hand over here. Ideally, right. You want, and this is what Oro used to use his, his, his like, he had like a little fingernail thing is what he used to do. I learned this from him, by the way, a little shit, hate his guts, but my goodness. And then as you go there, you then go right over the, the, the sack and then you rip it's it's a devastating combo the blood drips all over the place and no one knows what to do with it they're like they're like wait did i just lose my balls or my butt crack they don't know and it's for that reason it's a genius strategy great combat uh, <laughs> awareness is necessary for that to succeed Got you it. are far Thank too you. perky for a man who just woke up monarch far too perky it's not my first time in a cryo tube, man. Jim, wake your ass up. Jeez, act like act like you haven't used those legs a little much. You know, I've been frozen like at least five times. All right, it's it happened before. One time, I mm -hmm. I dated a girl. You know, she tried to rip my penis off. It's another day. You know, just another Maybe another day. Sensing friends. Funny enough, Natalie did go for that. I did teach her it. So, you know, but I was able to do, you know, I, I know uh, Gooch McGraw. It was a thing that I studied well, with the nomads. And you're able to defend the lower Sorry. regions. It's a Sorry, is this, is this I a I love bit? the nomads. The oh, my God. Friend. Do you know them? <laughs> yeah, been out there. Wait, what did you say, Jerax? Is this a bit? Am I being <laughs> pranked? 
What's occurring right now about ripping Gooches right now? I just, I just told you I killed an assassin who was about to kill your parents. Yeah, Jim's trying to crawl back into the tube. Natalie pats Monarch's arm and leans in. He goes, "He's processing. This is his process." I'm dragging, I'm dragging Jim and pulling him out of the tube. Oh, let me back in, man. This is no. too, this is too much. Reality, <laughs> reality is too much for me right now, Jerax. Let me back in the you, fucking tube. You have information that they want for some reason, for uh. one reason or another. You have information that they want. Who? Who wants? I, you didn't say anything. You just said, "Oh, someone's after Jim," and then you talk about Gucci's for six minutes. I mean, the the. This group is as dysfunctional as it was before I got buried into an ice box. I'll be honest. Yeah, but I wouldn't stay still, Jim, because Todd only wants to find out where you are, so don't stay here, though. Oh, Christ. Todd is still on us as well. Yeah. Who's Todd? Yeah. The robot-looking guy with the spiky hair. In that parking garage, and you were going to shoot somebody and solve a lot of our problems, but you wandered off and picked that fight with the clowns. Todd! Was the guy that you had the really clear shot on that you walked away from? You know, standing in the window like mm, for a while. That that's Todd. Oh, the guy who looked like he was overcompensating. Yeah, I, I okay, I remember that guy. Yeah, based on what I can tell uh, from looking at him, I think he's got a really soft gooch. Good for a rip, Natalie. If you ever want to go for it, just throwing it out there. I'll teach you. Okay. I think these drugs are still active, man. I think these okay. drugs are still active. We, we need to consolidate our resources. What the hell is going on? I advise that we use this vault as a base of operations. They don't know it exists. It seems quite self-sufficient. It's built for somebody to live here for quite some time, it seems. We need to do a bit of exploring, but from what I can see, it seems pretty well set up. Outside of that fact, the corporations and this conspiracy runs deep. I came across some files that implies that this D6 business that we still haven't figured out stretches far beyond what we initially imagined. This is going across into the UK. This is going deep. Uh, and we seem to be right in the middle of it. Now, Natalie, Natalie, I believe you're you're now working for Todd. You're an inside agent. Oh, fuck it out. Yeah, an inside agent at Todd's company. Um, but it's 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 gonna be cool guys um it sounds like i'm gonna be able to get you guys jobs there too so now would be a great time to start um i don't know putting together a resume or if you guys need help with a cover letter i'm very good at writing those but if we could get those together Probably i, I think... have never had a real job in my life i have never had a real job above board in my life i'm not about to start now did he let me You're my let me guess Todd, Todd gave you a bit of sweet talking he offered you some offered you some cushy position, did he? Offered you some sweet a bonuses. That a house. Oh, Natalie. What if he did? I figured as a landlord you would appreciate how important it is to have somewhere for a person to live. And I don't I think I am a landlord be... anymore. This apartment building is a disaster above us, presumably. Yeah, it's yeah, it's demolished. It is. There's no apartment yeah. anymore. I'm a homeless fixer. Which means you're probably looking for a job, which is great because I'm going to have a couple headcount and some budget to do some hiring. And it would be so great to have you guys in the office because actually on Mondays, I bring donuts and it's really fun because there's this neat place now that's close to my new house where I can bring in some, um, they have like these heart shaped ones and these ones shaped like tires because no, there once in a while. And she's, she's, 
going to keep talking. <laughs> Wait, you want us Natalie. to you want us to go and get a job? I, I'm not, you know, that's like probably the one thing that as a Hispanic I didn't expect to hear in 2077 or whatever year this is. I wait years <laughs> now. I don't even know where I am right now. And, and a little bit of delusion is going to start to come in, and then that's when I, the, the as the medicine and everything starts to settle down, and then I look to uh -huh. I look to Jim. And I say, like, also, what the hell is a resume? <laughs> uh, resume is a thing where you write down what you've done in the past, but you have to leave out all the cool things that you've done because apparently it's unprofessional. Oh, so like when I murdered that one guy by stabbing him don't in the stomach 15. Okay, no. but what about the time that I shot no, no, an don't, entire... No, don't write that. No, don't write that down. Oh, I know the good one. How about the one where I ripped the ball sack? That oh, one no, works too? no, absolutely not that one. You gotta, you gotta corporate it up a little bit. You gotta try and you got anything you boring say, you've done in the past? You no, you, you, you can, you can put that down. You just gotta sell it to them. You know what I mean? You gotta be like, uh, I'm very good at uh, 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 people skills. I have big people skills. Very powerful people I skills. A politician one yeah, time. Keep a lot of you know balls in the air. Um. Oh, I'm yeah. good at juggling things. Yeah, that's a good one. Good. Uh, what do they say? What multitasking, juggling, right? Yeah, that sounds exciting. I mean, you, you know, what? if you pose like that politician, you could say you're very good working in toxic work environments. I think that would yeah. that fits that one pretty well. There you go. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. There are ways so, of spinning these things. Jim, what what happened to this um this job that we're supposed to do? By the way, you mean the heist? The heist. Yeah. Any repercussions Mate, for not doing that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, there wouldn't have been any repercussions if we had all just nicely stayed underground for a year, but now there absolutely <clears throat> will be. I'll have to think about that as well. You caused me another problem to deal with. It's not a problem. It's a solution. Would you rather me wake you up or the corporations? By your own admission, nobody knew that we were down there. So don't even give me that false dichotomy shit. If you but want to use this place as a base, I would have been perfectly Na fine down here. Natalie is working in... Uh, actually, Natalie, have you checked yourself for bugs at all? Do they know we're here? Hmm? Oh, uh, any, uh, any audio devices? With or... a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> My agent. You, you, reach behind but... your, you reach behind your ear and like you literally just pull Todd. Just the entirety of Todd <laughs> who is just hiding there with listening equipment. <laughs> I wait my agent and I'm like, no more than the usual. You have no signal down here, by the way. Ah, well, we're off the grid. We're off what, the grid. Run me through what's going on upstairs. What does this place look like from the top? Uh, it's rubble. It's dead, destroyed. Okay, how do you access this area? Like, have we got security on the entrance? Are we able to lock the place up? No, it's just cleared open. The domestic terrorists came, they took the nuke, they left. They cleared a path to get to you guys as well. How can we trust Natalie? How big is your house? Tell anyone. Um, it's got, I mean, more than one room, which is pretty tops. I think I need a bed right now, honestly. I think I'll come and live with you, Natalie. <sighs> uh, okay. Thank you. 
you have two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a full-size kitchen, dining room, and a large living room that opens up into a small balcony oh. that usually smells like smoke. Uh, In-unit laundry. Are you kidding me? I'm ah. not kidding. Wow. Yeah, you can come live with me. Oh, my God. I have a whole extra bedroom. This is going to be like a sleepover. Oh, my God. I haven't had anybody stay also, over Also, if you tamper so with long. any of the oh, surveillance Christ. devices that are scattered throughout the room, except in the bathroom, there is a 50 any penalty for each such tampered device. I have what in the apartment? Yeah, uh, surveillance. It comes standard. The bathroom obviously is off limits. Um, Natalie but, you know. is like thinking about like the risky business like reenactment she did that morning. <laughs> 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 the living room too. <laughs> um, on second thought, maybe we should find a secondary location for you guys to stay at and to work out of. And maybe that I could stay at too. Because I don't think I want to go back to the apartment for a little bit. Okay, okay. Well, thankfully, considering it's only been a couple of days, I should still have my network of contacts, though. Lord knows who we can trust at this point. But I can I can put out some feelers for a base of operations. We, we might be honestly able to spruce this place up. We get ourselves a power generator, some fuel. We can run electrics out of here, set ourselves up a little base. Maybe we can hardwire some connection through here as well, because I don't have any signal on my agent down here. And maybe little, set some communication security relay. Yeah, I could I could start working on that while the rest of you do some other stuff. But my God, I'm going to need a couple of days to recover from being down there. This ice stuff, oh, it does not agree with my joints. A couple of days? I mean, at least a couple of hours. I, your man's, I'm, I'm old, man. You pulled a prank on me as, my, as I came out. Both my mind and my body are boomed. <laughs> doesn't seem logical to, to me, but you know, I'll let him be get to work in a bit just yeah that's, that's wise i think that we can just try and lay low we can use this as a base of operation we need to figure out our next step here because we are fully ingrained in this gym they're looking for you monarch i've told you that they're, they're trying to kill your family there wasn't really any information on you in terms of uh, them trying to deal with you i don't know why they would go for your family maybe they assume you're already dead because the only reason they would go for your family is if they assumed you weren't active i'll tell you no, i'll tell you a trick fair. tell you a trick in the business in the in the low level fixer business jerax when you're trying to play when you when some big big mover in the industry some big fixer is encroaching on your territory the best thing that you can do is try not to fight them directly but to find someone bigger than you who's also got beef with them and kind of team up with them there's got to be okay. people who are already sniffing onto this if the conspiracy is big enough some rival corporations that have kind of been kept out of the loop some government that's trying to get in on it i mean there's got to be people that are that are fighting these corpos i think we just try and saddle up with as many as them as we as we possibly can we can't fight this on our own okay well we've got the domestic terrorists i mean i don't know what they're oh, yeah, real, real against, fucking helpful we got them uh the nomad groups maybe i don't know if gene is a help there natalie um outside of that fact arasaka maybe arasaka isn't well, a thing it's anymore true but... that i mean corporations still in... are the biggest enemy of other corporations uh, arasaka isn't still in japan oh they, yeah 
Right, yeah, yeah they just don't operate in Red Sky City. They would love a means to an end to get access back in the US. Oh, that would be a large amount of weight behind us if we could be the uh, on-the-floor operatives with a bit of power, a bit of punch delivered by Arasaka. Some extra funding, mm. some equipment. God, I like the way your brain works, Jerex. That has got me all sorts of tingling. I'm, I, 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 Jim stands up from the the bed kind of situation that he's on and starts dancing a little jig like uh like uncle is it uncle joe uncle joe jumps out the bed in charlie in the chocolate factory the, the guy that's never been, never been out his bed for 20 years starts dancing around when he sees the golden ticket mm. just bed sores okay. falling off like scabs yeah anyway you're welcome, you're welcome um, you're all... go on <laughs> I could, I could may, I don't want to have to do this, but I could also call up some of my contacts back in the UK, um, in particular my family, and maybe try and strike a deal with them. Uh, as okay. many fingers in as many pies. Can I just say something real fast? While mm -hmm. I'm hearing you guys go back and forth about bringing these mega corporations that, by the way, do nothing for us whatsoever... And if anything, we'll more than likely try to get all of you killed. I'll be fine because if they try to, I'll just murder them in the face. But I have a problem here. Uh, you guys are talking about all this stuff with Arasaka. I got to get to my family. So uh, I need a car and I need basically you guys to just, you know, go do your thing. But I got to go handle this thing and ensure that my family's okay. Cool? Capiche? We good? Well... Where are they? Where are they, Monarch? So I believe they, what did we settle on, Joe? I think that they were taken care of, but they weren't like, they weren't in the, the combat zone. They were just, they weren't in the old combat zone. I'm almost certain. I think they were like taken yeah, care of. They weren't in the red zone, have them? for sure. They're, no, they weren't in the red zone. absolutely not in the red zone. So yeah. let me take think, a look here because I, I can see them being in like, they're not going to be in one of the, the corporate level areas either. They could be in the suburbs somewhere, which again is just like where everyone's sort of trying to rebuild their lives. Or they might be in maybe South Night City, which doesn't, it's not as dangerous as some of the other combat zones, but it's still like you got to carry heat, you got to know the local gangs, all that stuff. Which of those appeals more to you? Hmm. I like the idea of mass murder in the suburbs. That sounds fun. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can find you know, a little, spot. little like a little kick ass, like, you know, just uh, a mm -hmm. battle in the burbs. <laughs> Newtown. <laughs> yeah. But if, if you if you had the if you think South Night City, then that's fine, too. I'm fine either let's way. See, uh, let's see if we can find a, a spot for them. Let's see, maybe Haywood? The Haywood Industrial Zone. Ah. Yeah, like not in the industrial zone itself, but sort of in this area, closer to the outskirts of the city. I imagine that when the shit went down, they managed to get out of the city 
and they they just dwelt with the rest of all the other people fleeing from the nuclear explosion and stuff and they made a life for themselves there so it's packed it's dangerous there's you know always folk running through ruffians looking to take what you've got but there's also a lot of families that stick together a lot of neighborhoods yeah, that look out for each right? other it's near nomad, territory. nomad territory? like Okay. Like the the nomad camp is sort of here at the edge of town, but they definitely would pass through here and mingle. So I feel like your family would be. That's why you'd know a lot of them. That's why you would have had you know talked with them in the past. Okay, cool. All right, awesome. <clears throat> well, in that case, uh, well, I can tell you right now, family's out toward Haywood, so it's got a little ways to go. Make my way over there to see them. Natalie, do you have that little tiny ring dingy car? That you still, uh, a cute little, little mobile that you used to commit murder. You're talking about the beaster? The First beaster? First of all, I have never committed murder with a beaster. The beaster is a corporate vehicle. Please don't tell my boss. Well, I mean, okay, well, fair <laughs> enough. Anyway, I need your car. Give me the keys. I got to go to my family, take care of this stuff. Once that's taken care of, then I'll make my way over Jarex, do you have any other information besides that, you know, they just want to kill my family? Not much else, but it does imply that this is connected further than we thought. Because the person who sent the assassin was one of my old connections that I screwed over back in the UK. Um, and if they had your family next on the list, this implies all sorts of things. It implies that uh, these problems are running deep and they go way back to when I first moved over here. And also somehow uh, that's connected to the corporations over here. Mono, before you go, I, I know some people over in Haywood. I might be able to get us a little bit of extra muscle involved in it, or at least somebody to look after your family just as we get over there. I also think we should, like, the majority of us should go over, make sure that your family's okay, and then deal with this heist before we start with the rest of the conspiracy. Because honestly, we don't want more problems to be piling up on us. If we, if we cut them down as they arrive, I feel like we'll be in a more manageable place. You see, on one, on one side, you make a lot of sense, Jim. <laughs> you do. But then on job. the other side, you guys also did try to get me killed multiple times. You threw me in a frozen tube. Well, you know, I like didn't do that at any point. I mean, I feel like that you were was... kind of... Inadvertently no, responsible. I was literally actively know. wanting for us to go into the tube. Oh, no, but, but like, but like you, you know, process of association. You know what I mean? This whole thing started because of you and your fucking building. Really? So, you know. Okay, okay. Uh, uh, that said. You, have an, that you said. have an issue with blame. You have an issue with responsibility and allocation of blame, Monica. I don't know whether anyone's ever okay. told you that. So, you know what? When you see Asfaldo and Maria... All right, you tell them why their son died, because I'm pretty sure they're gonna want to know the reason. Okay, it was you. Spoiler. Oh, oh, you mean Oro? Oh, I thought you meant you. You're not dead. You meant Oro. Yeah, I, I actually, I would enjoy delivering the uh, message of condolence personally. Kind of sadistic person enjoys messaging or <laughs> delivering condolence. That's a terrible thing to say. You, you'll break. No, I poor. Maria's heart. I like taking responsibility. It would be worse coming from somebody else. I wanted to hear it straight from the person who saw his, his life pass away in the streets. I feel like I can deliver a meaningful message that will help your mother gain some closure over the situation. That was actually a really nice thing you just said. 
Son of a I, bitch. I occasionally have it in me, Monarch. I occasionally have it in All me. All right. Fine. You guys win. All you got to do is tell me who to shoot, when to shoot, and whether or not we're ripping Gooches. Natalie, let me know when you're ready for your training. Break. <laughs> yep. I like this plan. We're going to get to All meet right. your parents. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and I will act out as Maria, just so oh, everyone God. is aware. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm pretty sure everyone was was waiting for that. Everyone was ready for that. Uh, as mm. you pass through the rest of the bunker, by the way, I just do want to point out that there are some other rooms down here, and you can turn the lights back. Are you done messing with them with the lights? Oh, oh by yeah. The way? I'm gonna I'm gonna clap and wow, the lights turn on. <laughs> How about that? Clap lights from the year 1982 <laughs> installed everywhere down here. The dark future. Yeah, a lot of the labels down here, they are in both English and Japanese. There's a medical bay st well stocked with supplies, antiseptic, you know, medical thread, so on and so forth. There's also another cryo chamber just around the corner, not hooked up to any sort of shoots. Presumably, there are not people in it. There are. <gasps> oh. What? Well, whilst investigating, like a very cursory investigation of the place before we head out, having made that discovery, I would call everybody into the room in order to investigate oh. further. Oh. Everyone, I think that I think we have company. How did we what? how do we miss this? I mean, we were we were literally in a coma. Me and Monica were in a coma. It is very obvious <laughs> how we missed this. Yeah, no, but how did how did I miss this? I am well, I don't understand. They were the first cryo chamber, you know, down the road. It's not, you know, I don't know if you guys looked in every single nook and cranny. You did probably a security sweep and you're like, oh, they're in here. That was a little bit distracting. Mm. Well, this is concerning. Mm. Who are actual they? people can I, can i see their full body yes you can uh okay all i investigate the goose just... no 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 no, frozen, no 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 therefore no. you can't tell damn it uh do we can we see their faces yes okay do we They're know all... how long they've been frozen for when you check the records, they've been frozen for at least since before the Fourth Corporate War. Oh. God. Oh. Hmm. I think we found our Arasaka contacts. If they didn't come in from a shoot, you said, can I look around the room and see if there's any like lockers or other? Wait, they were frozen before features? or after the Fourth Corporate War? before Four. holy crap so they're, they've been in, in fact, there for like 20 years 25 years they've been in there since 2020 or so what jesus oh, man i heard 2020 was a shitty year too i mean i'd freeze myself <laughs> if i had the option <laughs> we uh we should probably 
We should probably plan for revealing them back into the world. They're going to be disoriented. They're going to not know who we are. They could be potentially hostile. We should we should be prepared oh. to deal with we anything. Before you want to wake them I up? I don't think we should improve them yet. No, no, no. Well, eventually, At yes. At some but point. I think the smart thing to do here is to take pictures of their faces and run them through some sort of facial recognition database to see if they pop up in any matches. That's a good idea. I've got some people that could do that. I think uh, Natalie's corporation might have some kind of records. I don't know if they stretched before the fourth corporate war. A lot of stuff got deleted back then, but we put out as many feelings as possible. That was when the internet was still a thing. Hmm. Yeah, hopefully Natalie's corporation contacts will help us with that regard. But also, Jim, you might have some contacts that might be able to get some very early access to some archives or something. Anything that we can do to try and identify them before we uh, unfreeze them. And there's no, no lockers or anything nearby? Like, perception. do they have clothes right. hanging up? Not in this immediate vicinity. Roll perception. Everyone? 20. Okay. Yeah, anyone who wants to take a look? Hearing in, you know, fogging up the. Okay. Jerax. Uh, the first thing you notice, uh, we'll start with Monarch. Monarch. All of them hmm. are wearing the same simple undergarments or variety on the same simple undergarments. Think alien when they wake up from cryo. So these people, yeah. with, that implies these people were not emergency shunted in here. Like they were. Sorry, I thought there was only one, them. Joe. How many people are there here? All four tubes have an occupant. Four, four people. Right. I thought it was just one. Jesus. That's okay. what. Do I do? Knows. I notice any logos on on the clothing at all? Any logos? Nope. None. Not designer. Uh, Jim, you notice. They have toe tags. Mm. You can't really tell what's oh. on them through, the, but they all have mm -hmm. toe tags. It looks like there's something. I rolled a 21, by the way, because I have a plus two. If you were oh, going yeah. in upwards okay. order, yeah. There you so go. if if your eyeballs were made of meat, you wouldn't be able to tell what was on them. But by doing a quick scan with your enhanced vision, you see that each of those tags. It has some Japanese characters on it and a logo of some kind. It looks like a like a green pheasant mm. on each of them. Do I recognize the green pheasant? Is this a famous logo? It is not a famous logo. It would mm. be relevant to business information. Mm. Okay. Do I recognize uh, it? Obscure. Oh. I will allow Natalie to roll a business check to see she recognizes it yeah i'll take a photo i have like image capture on my cyber optics so i'm gonna take a, a photo of each of their tags with the japanese text clearly visible and this logo and i'll send okay. them over to people's agents well actually yeah you can do that on local because you have the equivalent yeah, of sci-fi bluetooth all right natalie you recognize this as an Arasaka logo, but it's not the Arasaka, just like the company's logo. It is specific to one branch of the Arasaka family. 
you haven't you're not really read up on Arasaka because it's not like you guys do a whole lot of business with them given their whole ban from operating in the US thing that they've got going on. No. But as a corporate like nerd, I would do flashcards with all the logos. And so like I I, mm -hmm. I know this one. Like this is a very specific, like it's Arasaka, but it's like a smaller, more specific group. And oh, it's okay. worth like ten this... points in that trivia game I used to play. <laughs> okay. So there's an element of corporate law that all corporations have to have a dedicated face. Somebody who is excuse me, literally the face of the corporation. And they're the person on the hook for any legal concerns that happen. People got sick of corporations basically, you know, being able to be people when it matters and then not be people when there were consequences. So in the wake of the fourth corporate war, they made this rule that essentially every single corporation has to have a public scapegoat. And that's the whoever has the most shares in the company. So the more of a corporation you acquire, the more vulnerable you become to any legal repercussions on them, and the more you're obligated to actually represent that company. You recognize this logo because at present, this is the logo of Hanako Arasaka, who is the face of the Arasaka Corporation. But this logo is from 25 years ago, when she was not the leader of Arasaka. Arasaka is also split into multiple factions. Uh, the Kiji faction, I, be, I believe it's the Kiji faction, is basically continuing. They're, they're currently in control of the company. Also, okay. so you're able to determine that. And Jerax, you notice that each of them appear to have a barcode stamped on their necks, on the side of their necks. Is that because I get an advantage of perception with my cyber eye? Mm -hmm. Yep. And okay. because you rolled super high. Nice. Okay. Roll. Barcode. A barcode. Yes. Hmm. What, what, what did you want me to roll? <laughs> I was thinking about where this would apply. And I think you actually have a chance of knowing this you know what screw it i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and give you this information the barcode your your cyber high is able to do a quick scan and read on it it's like a qr scanning each is it like it's a different number right obviously every barcode is just a different number but it also contains in the barcode the word soul killer Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. In the barcode, each barcode says Soul Killer. It's like Soul Killer 379, Soul Killer 380, Soul Killer 381, Soul Killer 382. Mm. Okay. I would I would uh, regale this to the party and say like, look here, there's barcodes on the side. It's related to the Soul Killer. Um, virus program, whatever's taking people's minds, I don't know what it has to do with anything. Hmm. I wonder if these are identification barcodes. I'm going to snap pictures of them again and send them to everybody's uh, agent. Mm -hmm. These might be useful right, for... Uh... Everyone's got that information. Everybody's received... Yeah, you've, you've all been able to share the, the faces. 
the barcodes and the toe tags to everybody's agents in the party. Okay. I think the next step is doing some discreet facial recognition searches uh, to try and to find out, out who did that. Yeah. Wait, do I get hmm. a perception too? Uh, yes. Mm, let's see. Yeah, each of them has a very distinct little fold on their hip. They, you recognize that's the place where your ID badge, when it's clipped to your belt, sort of like digs in and makes a divot. You know how gamers get a uh, headphone head? <laughs> well, cor corpos often get, you know, corpo hip, and it's usually hidden. <laughs> but given that these people are in a state of partial undress, you, you recognize that telltale sign of the uh, career employee. Red. And are we still thinking about waking them up? Not, not yet, not yet. Oh God, thank goodness. We need to find out who they are first, whether we can dig up any blackmail, use it against Arasaka, using it against the companies, uh, anything to get us ahead. But this is, this is a good find. I think this is a good find. Yeah. So if there are Arasaka employees down here, do you think there's any way to contact Arasaka down here? Can we like go through the other rooms and see? Like, what's By all here? means. Hmm. By all means, go ahead. What is this? This is a medical, it's an operating chamber. Uh, you've got a whole bunch of trays full of pharmaceuticals, first aid kits. It's a disaster bunker medical theater. Oh, this is, this is it's wonderful. Very well my last, yeah, my last lab blew up. So this is great. Mm -hmm. There's enough material down here to rebuild all of the cryo tanks that you were entitled to via your class features, should you so desire. Yes. The, there do seem to be some communications equipments and stuff in here. I don't know what, what any of it is, though. Yep. Well, you've got a seat right here with three computers the three different view screens all set up they are powered up but locked and on standby this is a gigantic tactical map the exact sort of thing that one would use to stand over with a bunch of generals pointing and yelling at things it is also currently disconnected jerex you would reason that this bunker is air gapped by design but there's a feature somewhere designed to allow it to connect to the net. Unfortunately, the net either does not exist or where it does exist, it's filled with unbelievably dangerous viruses. Huh. <clears throat> so this place was designed so that you could pull a big switch, turn on the overrides, connect it to the internet to get whatever information you needed, then air gap it again so you couldn't be detected. But it's designed for a system that no longer functions. Interesting. I'd like to follow the power. I know at least that much about basic tech. That where there is tech, mm -hmm. there is a power requirement. So I'm going to try and follow cables, running through areas, looking for ways that this place would be run originally and well, first where off, we might be able to run it. 
you've discovered a, a barracks or dormitory of some sort. Bunk beds set up here. Looks like there's enough space for 12 people to survive. Personal <laughs> belongings for a long term. A chair, I guess, for somebody to just sit watch on the door? I'm not sure. It's sort of weirdly placed. <laughs> Can I it's go through the cubbies and see if there's yeah, identifying absolutely. info or... There, there's no names, no ID badges. There's little emergency kits for everybody with, you know, face wash, soap, personal supplies, that sort of stuff. Neatly packed. Oh, nice. Natalie, you made. can take a bath. You can take a bath, <laughs> Natalie. I just took a shower. She leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> and you head right towards the bathroom where there is a shower. Ah. Uh... And then I feel bad, and I kind of, like, run it, and then turn it off, and I, like, look out, and I'm like, all clean! <laughs> <laughs> you lie. Jim, hey, can I run a perception check? Yeah, go Sorry, ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to... This chair's weirding me out. I don't like it. Can I roll a perception check on it? Yeah, Why absolutely. would the chair be here? It, it, it must have a purpose. Is this, like, some... Uh, what is it? What's the the barber call to kill us people? Sweeney Todd. Oh, <laughs> it drops Sweeney Todd security. Yeah, measure something like that. Yeah. What what is this? Perception, cyber eye bonus. I think that's a nineteen. Mm -hmm. Well, right next to it, in a concealed compartment, you find a very heavy pistol and several extra pieces of ammo. Monarch hears okay. the shuffling of the weaponry and makes his way upward. Can you can you smell gunpowder? I can. <laughs> how how have you how have you done this? Uh, a heavy pistol. Is this better than my current pistol? Mm -hmm. I think so. Is it? It's a very heavy pistol, and it's not exceptionally high quality. Though Arasaka does uh. tend to make good equipment. Can I can I tell like the make, model, and age of the weapon? Mm -hmm. Given my proficiency with uh, with yeah. weaponry, yeah, I'd have to absolutely. Uh, uh, you know what? Let here? me. I'll just give this one to you. So it is Arasaka make. I don't have the the gear list Oof. right in front of me right now. It's vintage. On, it, it dates back. It's top of the top of the line for back in twenty twenty. Uh, if you can Oof. find something like in there, we can we can talk about it. I, I see that big okay. yellow cyberpunk book. We, you find Got my something cyberpunk in there, book, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, hold on. I'm it's Arasaka. It is well made. It is a pistol or heavy pistol of some kind, unless you find something of similar caliber that is cooler. I'm going to give you a moment to go through that while we check with the rest of the team. Jim, you're able to track the power. I'm just going to move you over here. Uh, this, by the way, seems to be a presentation room. Rows and rows of seats and a, a screen. Okay, those are seats. I was like, there's another yes. weird chair in here. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kitchen. And the power is somewhere underneath here. And mm. roll a basic tech check for me, please. Do, 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 do. Mm. Well... You, the power's quiet, and it's been running for the past 10 years. No, it's been running oh, for really? the past, like, 25 years. 
at least. When you mean the when you say the power is quiet, what do you mean by that? Like it's literally audibly audibly quiet, or it's yeah. Off. It's not like there's there's no loud generator down there. Whatever it is, you can tell it's underneath the floor, but it's just like this gentle machine hum. It's again, it's not a loud ass generator or anything like that. Okay. So did the computers work in the other room? I'd like to go back to the other room now that I've identified the power is on. I'd like to go and because I thought they didn't work originally. That's why I was trying to find mm -hmm. the power. They are locked. They are all locked ah, with very high security. It may be possible to ah. crack them, but it's going to take some time. Mm. This is I'll a job for me. Huh? Can Natalie like flick on the lights in this room and try and run the projector or whatever's in here? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty simple high def screen it will accept you know d space dvds <laughs> whatever uh media format you've got it is out of date it doesn't accept like you need to do a little bit of tinkering or get a converter to get the latest media formats in there but we've been on digital for long enough that it'll run you know digital media files it's clearly designed There's to be no, like... an entertainment center or or like a propaganda center. It's got the Arasaka logo that turns on when you turn it on. And uh, there is a default program that you can run. Like there are some files in there, but it's all in Japanese. Uh, can I still look through everything available, even if just to see about his pictures or anything? Mm-hmm. There's... Uh, they all appear to be like training videos of some sort. And one of them seems to be about surviving a nuclear attack. Another one seems to be about uh, suspicious people pleading for their lives and then stabbing you in the back afterwards. One of them seems to be information security training. You'd recognize that anywhere that you saw. Another one is about mind and body health during long periods of isolation. 2020 was super weird, she says, as she flips through <laughs> all the instructional videos. <laughs> um, yeah, if there's nothing interesting in there, then I'll go back and join everyone else. Unless I can flip over these chairs and find secret guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't have it on the map, but let's just say because it's funny that you do find a stockpile of assault rifles, ammunition, and hand grenades. <laughs> I smelled monarch, the uh, monarch, weaponry. Monarch, 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 monarch. Don't worry, I was here. I smelt it the whole time. What do you have? What's here? Oh my god! And I fling up the projector, and behind it's a vault, and I fling the vault open. Like, monarch, monarch, monarch. Oh my god! And I'm gonna check for a rocket launcher. Joe, tell me a rocket launcher is in here. There is, there is not a rocket launcher in the underground bunker. Monarch can smell a tank. Is there a tank down there? <laughs> he sniffed <laughs> one. It's all good. Monarch, uh, I'm going to tell Natalie. Natalie, do me a favor. Make a mental note because I know you like taking notes. We need a rocket launcher. I don't know, I know why. A guy who, who can get them. Well, that's good to know. But <laughs> Mr. Jim Fingers, Natalie, as a fixer. Did you get the notes? I, I definitely yes. could. Do I want to allow Monarch to have a rocket launcher? Possibly not. Well, he, he doesn't know this right now, right? But I just gave I just gave Natalie the notes 
we're we're gonna take inventory of everything that we have uh i've determined that this arasaka weapon is, is as you had mentioned before actually vintage isn't made anymore it's basically a classic it's a it, it is it's some good stuff uh but it's a power weapon so it's not it's not smart tech it, it's like very very much a 2020 weapon um so yeah that's what we have uh for the gun but for the rest of these uh weapons here the grenades how many grenades do we have how many how many assault rifles do we have what's our what's our inventory do you happen to have those six numbers Joe? grenades six assault rifles uh hmm. 60 packs of ammo for assault rifles six packs of armor piercing rounds for assault rifles I think One this bunker infrared. was designed for seven people. <laughs> infrared night vision scope. One. No way. Night vision mm -hmm. scope. I'm going to put it in my mm -hmm. pocket. All right. <laughs> and one pack right, of well. flashbang ammunition. Oh, dude. I'm gonna murder a whole a small corporate village with all this stuff. <laughs> Not the corporate maybe, village. Maybe, maybe take down the rest of the gangs. You know, maybe that's what I'm gonna take out the rest of the clowns. Finish that job. Good luck. Speaking Natalie, of Natalie, I'm gonna teach Jared. you how to, how to stab a gooch. I'm gonna teach you. Yeah. Jerax, as you are investigating this suspicious chair, roll a perception check for me. A 18. Okay, you... I'm actually only giving you a 16 because this has nothing to do with eyesight. Oh, you okay. hear an odd clanging sound, just metal clanging somewhere above you. Above. Mm -hmm. Uh oh. Okay. I would. Ooh. Would I know roughly where this is above us? Yeah, almost directly above your head. The bunker does have a floor above you, it's a two story structure. Where's the stairs? The stairs are here. Okay, I, uh, I'm going to run to where everybody is. I'm going to say in a hushed voice, I believe we're not alone in this bunker. Follow me real quick. <laughs> and I'm going to run to find everybody. Where's, where the fuck is Monarch? Where are you, Monarch? Hello? I'm here. Hello? I was inside of this room the whole time. Okay, I missed you. I, right, I'm, I missed you. I'm coming. I'm, I'm here. Shush. I was oh. investigating the stairs. There was a clanging sound. It looks like there's a second floor to this base up these stairs here. How and in the get, very Scooby-Doo-esque, I, I want to do the, the sneaky kind of, you know, like a... And we're going to do the opposite of what the Scooby-Doo gang would do, which is slid up and look for clues. And instead, we're going to stay together because that's smart. And in case <laughs> we get jumped, we're together. Well, I'll so take wanna, point. Yes, good idea. Is that an I'll assault rifle? Can I have one? What's the opposite yeah. of point? Because I'm going to take that. 
Caboose. The flank. I take you, caboose. You got the flank. Okay. All right. <laughs> Jerax, you stay behind me. If anyone attacks, you grab them with your cyber, cyber arm thing, whatever those things you have on, on your body. And then you use your laser eye beam because I know you have one. Natalie, yeah. channel the gooch. When you have the opportunity, strike. Jim, be useless in the back. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to check. Here's the next four. Dude, what, can I do a perception check to see what's around? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Or do I need to? Yeah? Okay. Perception yes, check. Go okay. ahead. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh how do you want Christ. all right you are so focused it is impossible for anyone to sneak up on you you have the eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox <laughs> and no clue what's going on wait who could see Can through I this darkness I... Check? absolutely Natalie? uh do i uh, actually okay. monarch there is a sealed metal door in front of you would you like to open it up huh is there anything the suspicious about the door handles? Is there uh, any the the clanging sound I heard from above was coming from to the left of this door, so there is something sealed in here. What if it's just like a bunch of rats? I mean, that's the best was case it... scenario. How would was rats get walking? in rats? the first place? Oh, it could be big, uh, big, gigantic rats. There's a lot of thrashing. No. I don't know. Nope. Listen, anyway, metal just be ready. On metal. Okay. Jim, Jim, Jim. I'm gonna tell Jim to come, come to me. Jim, come close to me. Come close to me. I have to, I have to do something. Oh, take it the just flank. Come, just come. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. You know, you'll, you'll go back to the flank eventually, one way or another. Uh, what? When things go sour, I'm gonna throw you in as bait. Okay. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. We're going to, because you're unsuspecting. No one's ever going to think that you're a problem, right? But if it is giant rats, they're going to eat you alive. So while they're consuming your flesh, that's when we strike. Trust me. This plan no, worked. No, no, two no, times. no, 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 no. I'm going to whisper that. No, 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 no. I have a 50% success Jerax. rate with this. Trust me. Jerax has crazy cyber arms they'll be able to grapple the rat to death i i have nothing i have little noodle arms look at these I, I don't like a little like a little bucket Listen, of ramen but the rats I, the I rats know. don't like they, what 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 is it jerax I, I i know a little bit of japanese let me take let me take point if it's a person i'll try and reason with them yeah throw jerax in there all right well I'm gonna do a, a wait, like a combat did, did, opening. Didn't we have didn't didn't we have flashbang material downstairs? Can't we actually flashbang breach this door? We're not gonna. We don't know what's over there, and you don't know if the flashbangs are gonna uh, like agitate the rats. The rats could possibly <laughs> get in an uproar. By the way, Jerex, how, uh, how yes. comfortable are we with inside of giant rats? How, what, say, say again. How how confident are we that rats are the thing that's inside of there? Because I'm pretty confident. I, think maybe, I don't know about you. I think it may be a person who's lived here for 25 years. I don't know why. I've just got a feeling like it's a flashback. We're going to walk in here and it's going to be a bearded flashback. man 
or woman who have been in here for years and years. And years. I don't. I think mm. we go on with diplomacy. Oh, Listen, we got to prepare for So do we not? So then who? Flashbang! Open the door, monarch. Come on, let's get this over okay. with. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a combat door opening where my gun is positioned uh, for immediate action. Upon opening the door, I will say, uh, hello, friendly, any friendlies in here? <laughs> and I take a look and I scope through you got the anything room. to eat? <laughs> you got any rats? Any rats around here? I know Continental's feeding you. <laughs> All right. As you open this door, you notice the door to the north, like in the process of closing as you go through it. That is so creepy. I'm sorry. Okay. Hmm. Cool. Are we inside Guns now? Out. Guns out. Guns out. Guns out. Um, a rat can't close a door. Hello? That's a person. That's a Konnichiwa? Konbanwa? Ohio. Like remedial Japanese. Why? Ohio? Why are you speaking Taiwanese? My God. Anyway, can we just keep, oh my God, keep going Japanese. in here? Oh, how, how have you got this far in life, Monarch? You'd be surprised how far a gun and some goo tripping could okay, really do for I'm, you. I'm pulling out my heavy pistol and I'm opening this door right now. Okay, you're opening I'm the door? I'm also pulling out my pistol. Yes. Okay. All right, well, I, what is this in front of us? I, I want to investigate this. Well, as you go to investigate it, the door to the north swings open. There's a person in here. Hello? Is there any light that we can shine in? Am I just walking Without in? Without going in? Oh, no! A decrepit, falling apart, covered in dust, robot. Twally! Armed with a rifle. Oh, no, it's not Wally! <laughs> Bad Wally, bad. And okay. as, hey, little guy! As you round the corner, an old voice modulator springs to life. Let me out. Let me out. And this will conclude our first episode of phase two of Red Sky City Cyberpunk <laughs> Conspiracy. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. <laughs> Is Wally about to kill our asses, yo? Yeah, definitely. Oh, wow. No, I want a robot friend. Don't shoot at it. <laughs> oh my god, if we could have a robot friend, like a robot sidekick, can you imagine? It would be like uh, that episode of Friends, you know, Mac and Cheese. You know, I could have my own cop, my own buddy cop TV show. This is exciting. <laughs> think about the possibilities, Joe. Think, Seriously, you don't want to go down this route. I think it's a person. You think that's a person? You think that robot yeah. thing is a person? I mean, yeah, it looks like a robot, Wait, smells like a, a robot, talks voice? like a robot. It's been no, living a long because... time, almost like a robot. Wouldn't have any access to any food or water, so probably a robot. But yeah, could be a person. Who knows? The body's downstairs. All the, the all of the what, what was it called? The soul killer. 
the Soul Reaper, the Soul Killer program. It literally mm. sucks out your mind out of your body. And what do you think you can do with that mind? I mean, you can plug it into a robot, theoretically. I I think it's a person. Mm. Well, I guess we'll find Welcome out next Soul week. Ro yeah, I mean, I'm yep. I'm yeah. that's such a cliffhanger. I am in disbelief. Oh. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Work here is done. Well, uh, oh. thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you for our cast. Glad to have you back. Is it a machine? Is it a human? Is it somewhere in between? We'll find out on next week's episode of Red Sky City Cyberpunk Conspiracy. <laughs>